Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, look. It's a giant pile of stupidity. Looks like you found Common Man and T-Bone. Big husky kids. You don't hit up an ice cream truck now? Is it a grown man? No. Try not to. Oh, well, that's too bad for we you. We don't have them that come through our neighborhood. Really? Wow. Jeez. Well, it's hard to get through the gate. You know, got to reserve, got to get someone to let you in. I know, it's tough. Is that how that works? Uh, you <laughs> bastard. Produced by Panama Ted. Too hot. Featuring Leanna Ray on traffic. How the f*** did I end up here? And a plethora of sounds that make no sense. Pay me a stick of bubble gum. For what? Cracks and gaps. Re-racket. Yeah. Time to penetrate your ear hole. This is Man and Bone. <laughs> Happy Monday. Welcome in. Hello, Bone. Hello, man. Oh, we got a show. Uh-huh. The segment that's not a segment, yikes, is coming up at 434. Jason's beef. Beef. At 534. I'd like also to, and yes, we're going to promote this. Uh, Bone has one thing to sell you today. Just one. <laughs> But Teddy, Teddy has, Teddy has jumped in to the yeah, fray. Yeah, Teddy has two things to sell you today. Yes. Well, the yeah. same thing, same yes. thing twice. But he's selling it twice. Yes. Yeah, we've crossed over where Teddy's doing commercial reads. Oh, Teddy is uh, dad, living large man. now. Yeah, get ready for this. Look Too hot. at you. The mm. new time and Gambling place that we live money, in. Gambling money, commercial money. I need. I, I barely know you anymore. I need to pay off the gambling debts. So right. I out there and <laughs> scrape. You know. There you go. That's right, Ted. All right. Good for you. Big one today. Six Buckeyes drafted over the weekend for the second straight season. Just one defensive player. We'll talk about that in a second. Uh, overall, Ohio State has had at least five selections in each draft for the past 10 years. That's mm. pretty good. Yeah. I don't think that. Uh, I don't think that's surprising, though, right, that there's been that level of talent coming through here. No. There, there is one little caveat to that that I do think speaks a little bit to an issue that we know about, right? Uh, how many defensive players were taken in this draft? I just said one. Right. So, And then last year, one. Right. I think that speaks a little bit more to the problems we've seen, right? Where defense has been an issue. We have not seen that progress. So you're seeing that reflected. The NFL is not uh, unwise to that. They're aware that the defense has not been as good as we wanted it to be. So hopefully some of these guys who went undrafted, like... Ronnie Hickman got signed by the Browns, I saw. Yeah, a lot of these guys got, got invites. Yeah, hopefully and, they can and, you know, stay in the NFL and, and make a career out of it, even if they're not getting the look they thought they were going to get. But still, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of hope on that side of the football this year, at least for me. Well, well I'm trying to be hopeful, right? Well, because be otherwise... Old, I was hopeful last offseason. I know, I know. When all you people were screaming about the parade. Top five! Top one! And I said, let's hold on until we see it. Was I screaming saying it was yeah, going to be top you were, five? Yeah, you were doing was all I? that sort of stuff. I didn't stuff. know I was doing that. I thought I was saying, well, maybe Why won't good. you get on board, common that's, man? That's what I said. I'm a big get on the bandwagon yeah. and yell at you for not being on the bandwagon guy. You're right. Uh, you nailed not it. Not really. It's year two of Jim Knowles' defense. Everybody knows this. 
Well, you know what they say, year three. That's where, that's where you really want to get to. Well, this is year uh, two. Oh, wait, no, this is year two. This is year two. So, yeah. so don't, I'm saying don't have expectations. Next well, year. Get out of here. Don't have expectations. <laughs> All right, so CJ goes to the Texans. Paris Johnson goes to the Cardinals. Jackson Smith and Jigba goes to the Seahawks. Zach Harrison goes to the Falcons. In the third round, Dewan Jones goes to the Browns. In the fourth round, Luke Whipler goes to the Browns yeah. in the sixth round. Let him live. That's I, your I like, sixth draft pick. I like that the Browns like Buckeyes. I'm I'm a fan of that. I'm glad that that's happening. I don't know if it'll work out, but I hope it does. And I hope we get, you know, a couple of those offensive line prospects showing up for the Browns and being good. That'd be nice. I think both guys have a future in the NFL if they get the right coaching. Absolutely. I was uh, reading a mock draft for next season, oh, as was, of course yeah. you do. That's good. It was a USA Today mock. And this particular mock draft had six Buckeyes going in the first round. Ooh. Ooh. Look, I, I don't I don't know anything about anything. I'm going to say that if come next year, the six Buckeyes are going in the first round of the draft, we got to be holding that big Vagine trophy over our head, don't we? <laughs> the golden Vagine? The golden Vagine? Right. You're talking about the college football playoff national People championship People know trophy. what the Vagine is. It, it, it looks it's a football. Mike, it's just it's a football. A, it's an open vagine. It's, it's a football is what it is. That's all it is. Well, let's think. I mean, that's Marvin, Marvin Harrison Jr. Could he potentially was, he go was number first. one. I forgot exactly the order, but he Would was. Be, they had him as the number two pick in the draft. Are they saying JT Tuimoloao is yes. probably a... In this scenario, he would be having a really good year. Teddy, maybe you can find it. I deleted it. Are they, Ted sent it to me. I'm trying to think, like, Emeka Abuka yes, would probably be... Yes, they had Emeka Abuka in there. Uh, who else, Ted? Denzel Burke? No. No? No. You have six six guys first in the first well, let's round? Let's not be foolish with Denzel Burke. Well, no, Burke. but he has... He didn't play like it, but... They there's there's talent enough that he could eventually if he turns if if he has Ted, one good Teddy year you know Teddy. he'll he'll get there. So Marvin Harrison they had going second, right? Yes. All right. Then it was who? And you had uh, JTT at okay. uh, eleven at eleven. Okay. And then we have Michael Hall. Oh yeah, thirteen right. defensive tackle. Man, thirteen. I love that. <laughs> I know, that was... Love to hear that. And then you had Emeka at uh, sixteen. Okay. Let's see. We also have Donovan Jackson. He oh, is your, yeah. He's You're, a really good guard. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Playing on the offensive line. Yeah. You always yeah. get. I mean, I don't know that guards necessarily are highly sought after to go first overall. Hey, I didn't say this was going to happen. Okay. I said this is what USA Today is saying. All right. And then we have Travion Henderson. Ooh, That's right. Travion Henderson was late first round. Late first round running back. Love to see that for the Buckeyes. That'd be awesome. So that was, is that five or six? That's six, yeah. Oh, that was six? I can't count them. All right, that's good. I'll tell you, if Travion works himself into a first-round pick, you've had yourself quite a year. No kidding, right? I mean, the talent's there. It's just... Well, it's always been there. Staying healthy and Consistency and staying healthy. All right. Well, I'm excited about that. I hope that's real. And I hope that this Buckeye team lives (laughs) up to that potential. I hope that's real. uh, I hope that's real too, buddy. Yeah, no kidding, right? Gosh, I'm so far removed from thinking about what next season is yet just because... We did the spring game. We did all that stuff. We kind of talked about it. I'm still stuck on whenever we figure out. It's Everything to me comes down to we figure out who the quarterback is, and then is that quarterback any good? That is the ultimate question for this season. I think everything else will work itself out if your quarterback is solid. Well, solid. Yeah, to a certain point, yes. Solid. Yeah, no, yeah. You're right about the quarterback position, but we need this defense to also be solid. Yeah, that's we don't right. need this defense to be great. I'm tired of hearing about that. I'm tired of hearing about greatness. Look, I'd love great. 
Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I just want solid. I want don't crap your pants in big moments. I want don't give up 97-yard pass plays or pass interference calls that cripple you. That's all I want. Yeah, no, I'm getting nervous about the defense. Thanks for that. Well, you, why wouldn't you be nervous about I the know. defense? You've seen years you know, of you know this. You know why? Because it's April slash almost May, and that's why I'm not nervous about it yet. Call well, me. You know what? It's right around the corner, Bo. I know. It's right around I the know. corner. I'm just saying we are like at the point in the season where it's like I'm so far removed Did from the memory of last today? year. Yeah. It's November. No, it's... It's what it feels like. I know. We Pretty soon in, it's going to be November. We live in November. I hate November. Can we have Can we have summer, please? Can we get there? I like November when, when you wake you, up. You beat the Wolverines every November. That I'd like. Yeah. But we haven't been doing that either. I just mean can we have 70 degrees. That's what I really... I want 70 and sunny and nice. That's what I'd like. All right, what would you rather have? And you better answer correctly. Okay. Because if not, I'm jumping over this desk. Good. Do it. Your ideal weather. Mm-hmm. All the time. All the time. All the time. Whatever the hell that is. Yep. 80, and 87 fine. humid. And Got you'll, it. you'll never hear me bitch and moan about it. <laughs> Ever. Sure, sure. Or you're guaranteed this defense is a real top five defense next year. I get permanent weather or one year of good defense? One year of weather and one year of oh, defense. Oh, then it's no doubt I'd take the defense. Okay, good yeah. answer. Right. Teddy, if it was all, what's your answer? Yeah. I'm right there with the bone. Yeah, if it's just one to one, then yeah, I'm if taking that If it's a lifetime defense, of good weather, then, then we're going with the weather. <laughs> sorry, yeah, sorry. <laughs> weather, it's weather time. Get the weather machine but out. Let's if, make it happen. What if you also guarantee if it's permanent good weather, it's also permanent bad defense? There's no, no correcting. Well, it. that that's no. a different. Yeah, you didn't say that. that. You just no. said one year. All right, yeah. well, now I'm saying it. No. All right, fine. It's an early. Would, would you rather? If I could get guaranteed good defense every year for the Buckeyes, then the but weather. It's like this every day. <laughs> Even in like Fourth of July, you're going out to the fireworks. It's like, honey, you know, it's sleeting. You know what I'd probably do then in that case if it's like this? I would just move to Seattle and be like, well, it's going to be like this anywhere. I might as well live near like the ocean, and at least I have that going. And then, then Buckeyes can still do what they're doing. That's probably what I do. All right, draft stuff. We did that. Crew lose two one to Miami. <sighs> this team. What happened? What happened, Bone? You got me all excited about this team. Yeah, I know. It's and all, now, poo. This is me again. I got you excited about the defense. I got you excited about the crew. Yeah, here's here's the reality with this team. Uh, it's a long season and a work in progress for Wilfried Nancy, a.k.a. Big Willie style, new head coach. He has gotten his players to buy in somewhat to the new style that they're trying to play. But he even said, I think after the game, I'm paraphrasing the quote, but he kind of said, we could have played another hour and it wouldn't have we wouldn't have got another goal like he just he he said he felt like this team just was struggling in the final third and that's been a problem for this team over the last few years putting it all together my hope is that him being a I think better coach than we've had here in years past I do think he is going to have this team eventually firing on all cylinders it took Montreal his old team like six months before they really got the system, really started playing up to the level they could. And he did great things right, with so an inferior you, roster. Don't panic? Is that yeah, what you're saying? Like, don't panic. Don't it's panic. a, it's a long right. season. But I don't want to see too many more performances like the last couple of weeks here. I need you see some positive direction. Right. Ocho Hernandez update. He played, right? Yeah, he played. Yeah. Um, no, he played the end. Wasn't his best effort, but yeah. That's all right. He's getting his fitness back. Getting his fitness back. He's trying to get back into it. I was actually down in uh, Cincinnati this this weekend, and I I thought about wearing the crew jersey out there just to really just to let him, him see it. But you know what? I'm trying to be a better human, and I also probably don't want to. <laughs> no, you're not. I don't, 
come on. The re- the reality is Cincinnati's been really yeah. good all of a sudden. I don't want to. I didn't want to have that happening where it comes back at me. So I'll wait till uh, things are turned a little bit back in the crew's right. favor. Uh, hockey, basketball, other things. That's, That's coming it? up next. Okay. Good. Common man and T Bone on the fan. Fan traffic from the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. There are some road closures on the roadway right now. I-70 eastbound between 670 and Route 315. Please avoid for police activity. You'll also find the south side of I-71 northbound to eastbound I-70. Also closed. Please avoid the area in the meantime. This traffic report is sponsored by Staples Stores. Right now, during Staples Free Tech Take Back, rewards members get $10 back in Staples Rewards when they recycle their tech. Ends June 3rd. Limit one reward per month. Exclusions apply. Visit staples.com slash recycling for details. Woohoo! Got the cord on your old tech and recycle it at Staples. I'm the NRA with fan traffic. The kings of local social media. Twitters and twatters. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Happy Monday. Common Man and T-Bone brought to you by the Hinder Motor Company. It's Yikes Day. Yikes at 434. Jason's B. With our guy Jason Stark at 534. Uh, Boston Bruins lose. Oh, yes. To the Panthers. Inject that directly into my veins. Sorry, Felino fanboys. I know we all love Nick Felino, but I don't care. He's not playing for the Jackets. I don't care if that would have been a nice moment for him. I wanted to see the Bruins, this epic team that has all the points in the world and the best regular season record ever, fall flat on their face. That was awesome. Mm-hmm. At least for me. Maybe I'm a hater. But you know what? Well, you are, you are a hater. I'll sip the haterade all day long on that. But uh, there's been a lot of talk the last couple days about how there's no failure in sports. Wrong. This is a failure. Boston Bruins losing in the first round. I don't care how good the Panthers were or can be. Even if the, the Florida Panthers go on to win the cup. Yeah. Winning the President's Trophy. Having the type of season that they did. Not just the most points in the league. The most points ever in the league for an 82-game schedule. Ever. Yeah, but I mean, don't you think that... I, I I know I know what you're saying, but I also think that point Giannis Antetokounmpo made that point with the Bucks when they got bounced from the first round after being one of the better teams in the NBA. The point there is to say it's it's more nuanced than that. You're not a failure if you're a pro athlete who is so good. Bruins are one of the best hockey teams ever assembled. Are they not? They have to be. There's no way you can say they played 82 games that well and then they yes they had a bad bad week. And then suddenly it's like, oh, they suck. They weren't any good to begin with. That's not true. I didn't say they weren't any good to begin with. But when you're that good comes expectations. Yes, When you don't live up to your expectations, that to me is a failure. Well, that's to me just a different, that's just a difference of of definitions, right? Because was it not a failure when Ohio State lost to Michigan this year? Regardless of how they looked? You didn't, yeah, but then by that logic, every team that ever doesn't win a championship has failed. No. To degrees, to degrees. Like in the pros, you're paid to go out and win every single game. When you don't, you're a failure. We know that's not true. I'm saying there's a there's a dial on it. Yes, it's more disappointing. Every I'm saying every team, the worst team in the I league, we're splitting hairs. The Jackets now. were a failure this year. Are well, they? Are they? A, yeah, I'm saying they're a failure too. Are they a bigger failure than the Bruins? I mean, that's it. Depends on your expectations and what you're looking at. I'm just saying, I get how the players looking at it in the moment could say. Yeah, I always fail when right, I don't win a championship. Fine. There's levels something? to it. I'm not a player. I'm a fan. And I'm a fan of the Boston Bruins. If I'm a fan, this is a failure. Sorry. 
It, yeah, I'd be mad about it. I'm not saying they shouldn't be mad. I, I don't always have to look at things through the lens of a guy who's making $200 million. No, I don't care. I know that. that guy can sit up at the podium and, and wax poetic however he wants. As a fan, if I'm a fan of the Milwaukee Bucks, the number one seed who went home, it's a failure. If yeah. I'm a fan of the Boston Bruins, it's a failure. It's not what they wanted to do. No one's no one's arguing that point. I just think I think we throw terms around like, oh, this guy sucks, and it's like, well, he doesn't suck. He's a really good player who didn't have a good series. I do think that well, at that least, would make for pretty boring sports radio, wouldn't <laughs> well, it? That's what I'm saying. If you want the honest brass tax of it, sometimes we throw around stuff that isn't honest. But the reality is with with that series, regardless, it was fun. It was fun for me to watch them lose. Oh, absolutely it was. was we don't have a dog a in the fight. It was that great. was a blast for me. I love seeing them fall on their face. Yeah. So and now we can talk about the curse. Yeah. The, well, again, there's another example. Are these teams that win the President's Trophy, are they all cursed? With the best well, record there's no such thing as regular season. But. No, I know that, but like I saw it today. There was a, a big graphic that says, there's the President's Trophy I ha- curse. I have it here. Okay, give so, me the... So you tell me if these teams are cursed or if this is just the NHL playoffs happening. Well, right. And again, there's levels of bad here. Yes. All of yes. this is bad. You'd, you'd like to win if you're the best team in the league, but there are levels of bad. So Bruins, best team of all time. According well, to the points. Record-wise, in the regular season, yes. Lost in the first round mm-hmm. this year. Panthers last year won the President's Trophy, lost in the second round. All right. Avalanche in 2021, lost in the second round. Bruins in 2020, lost in the second round. Tampa Bay Lightning in 2019. We remember that one, yeah. Who beat them in the first round? Mm. You know the answer to yeah, that. Yeah, you do. Let's hear the song. Tampa Bay will not play another single day. They're back home courtesy of the CBJ. Tampa lost, Jackets won. This series was so fun because the Jackets, they took it to the bolts. Shocked a lot of folks. And who's going to break the news to Steven Stamkos? Yeah, who's going to break the news to Steven Stamkos? I said now, who's going to break the news to Steven Stamkos? This is me playing the bongos. Yeah, the Blue Jackets broke the news to Steven Stamkos. (laughs) Now, yes, I'm aware that the Tampa Bay Lightning went on and won some hardware after that. but uh, Yeah, they did. That's all right. You We're going to get Connor Bedard. <laughs> How about that? No, but to your point, like, that that sucked, right? That Bruins losing <laughs> yeah, clearly that, sucked for those teams. Sucked. Didn't suck for us. I'm not done with the list. Oh, okay. Give me the more of 2019, the 2019, uh, Lightning lost in the first round. 2018, Predators lost in the second round. 2017, Capitals lost in the second round. 2016, Capitals lost in the second round. 2015, Rangers lost in the third round. 2014, Bruins lost in the second round. Here's what I guess I'm saying. Like they're making. Maybe if you wanted to say a lot of teams don't make it out of the second round or the first, like first and second round, that'd be a thing. But then they threw the Rangers in there. It's like lost in the third round. Yeah, it's oh, conference you mean final. The conference finals. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, I don't know that that's quite a curse to have been the best regular season team and then you make it to the conference finals and lose. That's yeah. It's not again. Not the expectations you have once you are the best team in the league in the regular season. Expectations go up. You know, that's, that makes total no, sense I know, to but me. This is, this is 10 years in a row. And again, I don't believe in curses. I believe in pressure, Billy Joel. And yeah. sometimes that pressure can be too much to handle once the postseason starts. But this is 10 years in a row where the best team in the league throughout the regular season has not won the cup. I wonder when you look at the other sports, 
baseball, NBA, NFL, the team with the best record, what's the percentage that they go on to win the championship? I don't know the answer. Yeah, I don't either. I'm just looking at the last 10 here in the NHL. They haven't won it. Right. And I think it's different, too. The 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 thing with the NHL that's interesting to me on that is that you do have seven-game series. I would expect in sport, well, the, the NFL is the only one that really does this, right? Where you, In college football, where you have a one-and-done. You play a game, it's over, that's it. So if you go out in that game, and in the second quarter, your star quarterback gets an ouchie and can't play the rest right, of the game, right. that's very different than if you have a seven-game series where you see it in the NBA. There's been plenty of guys who have been hurt, banged up, they come back in, they get back out, they go back in throughout the series. And that changes the dynamic of game-to-game, how it's going to go. So my point being... The fact that you've had so many teams bounced in seven-game series in the NHL playoffs who were the best in the league during the regular season, that's certainly notable. I do think if the NFL had a higher rate of that, that wouldn't be surprising because it's one game. right? So the series aspect of it is a little bit odd, but I don't know that that feels like it's the biggest oh-my-gosh moment. If all those teams failed in the first round, then I would say you were on to some kind of streak. Second round thing, I do feel like you've got pretty good teams at that point, and it's not surprising that a team gets bounced in the second round of an NHL playoffs. It's tough. I saw something last night in the hockey world that uh, made me aggravated as a Blue Jacket fan. Kraken knock off the Avs in Game 7 to advance. So second year in the league, and the Kraken knock off the champs on the road, no less, in a Game 7 to move on. Let's build another statue for Yarmo, should, shall we? Should we have uh, expectations for the no. Blue Jackets to, after uh, 10 times the length of time being in existence, having something more significant happening than that? I mean, I guess... What's going on with what's-his-name from uh, Colorado with the... Oh, I forget the guy's the, name. The drunk but yes, hooker in if the... You, well, we don't know that she's a hooker. <laughs> and we don't know that she was drunk. We know she was intoxicated, is what they said. <laughs> but they don't know with what. But yeah, the news stories yeah. on that... This guy played in like what the first couple games I want to say and then there was before the next game he was supposed to play in for Colorado he ends up uh, calling the police because there's a woman in his hotel room that he says is inebriated beyond a point where it's healthy and I guess there was a little bit of a she she was he claims being physical with him she he claims that she was physical with him and maybe so he then, paid for that maybe she well <laughs> giving him exactly what he wanted I don't know what, what happened there but all the news stories, because then all of a sudden he was gone from the team. Yeah. And we didn't know why. And then there were police reports and people started piecing this together. In the news stories, they all said, just very briefly, but they made sure to note, the married hockey player and this woman were in the hotel room, but no criminal things happened between the two of them as far as we can tell. All right. They just did a wellness. He called and said, can someone help? Because I don't know what to do. She's so drunk. I don't think we can just leave her by herself because she may not. They sent him home. Yeah. So, they, I mean, clearly there was something. Well, they they sent him home probably to deal with family situation because now it's going to get out in the news that, (laughs) hey, me and and the wife are going to have some issues. And they're like, you might as well just go home and deal with that. Uh, Ryan Day gets some offensive line help. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. 
Good afternoon. Watch out for heavy stop and go delays on the north outer belt to 270 eastbound before Route 315. An accident blocking the right lane. Traffic is backed up to Sawmill Road. You'll also find an accident blocking the left side of westbound 670 between Cleveland Avenue and 4th Street. Plan on delays there as well. This traffic report is sponsored by Family Dollar. Express your love for mom with great deals from Family Dollar. Surprise her with something special like gift cards, casual dresses, and scented candles, all beautifully packaged with gift bags and handmade cards at a great price. Family Dollar, helping you do more. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Some fans drink the Kool-Aid. These guys drink the bleach. This is Man and Bone. All right, we've reached a new level on this show. A new level. It's normally T-Bone selling you something. Well, and occasionally you're selling them something. Well, yeah, very rarely. Very rarely. Uh, but today, Panama Ted Holbrook. Mm. Isn't it now? Isn't it your read no, now? No, it's not now. No, it's not right now. It's another hour away. No. That was 4.34. No, I'll be talking about Spectrum Business in an hour from now. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not give me no, Way to go, Teddy. I thought nice. it was now. No. no. It's not now. No, Bone is the opening act. Yeah, so yeah. So who's, who's now? No, nobody's, nobody's now. Nobody. Nobody's now. Hey, Bone. Yeah. Did you know that sports gambling's legal in the state of Ohio? <laughs> yes. Did you know that, Teddy? I did know that. I did know that. All yeah. right. Did yeah. you know the, the official betting place? Man, partner. that sounds good. Betting partner. Betting partner place mm-hmm. of this show is the Barstool Sportsbook. Yeah, I did. Yeah, you can get it's it on great. your phone right there on the app. Go download it. It's wonderful. You can also do the physical thing at Hollywood Casino Columbus. It's new. It's brand new. It's waiting for you. That mm-hmm. rhymes. Yeah. Must be 21 or older. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You know, Mike, over the weekend, to echo this point, mm. I have, uh, this is how much che- things have changed for me with the new law in Ohio. Because uh, I went to... What law? Gambling. Oh, that, I didn't know we were, we're still just talking, talking about that. Gambling is legal in the state of Ohio. No. But I, I, I went over the weekend down to Cincinnati, and usually when I would go to Cincinnati... What one of my moves would be would be to swing over to Indiana, where they had legalized sports betting, Don't have and to place do that now. a wager. And it usually would be a thought of, well, I got to get over there so I can put some wagers in. Didn't even think about it. Didn't even sweat it. Didn't even have an inkling of a thought because, yeah, I'm on the Barstool Sportsbook app doing that. But look at you look at how it's changed us. It's changed us for the better, I think. All right, here's some Buckeye football news for you. Uh, former Notre Dame wide receiver Lorenzo Styles is coming to Ohio State. We knew that already, and he's coming to play corner. Yes, Lorenzo Styles Jr., just in case you're like 100 years old like me well, and go, wait yeah, a second. Right. Yeah, yeah, it's his son, well, Sonny Styles, his if brother is Lorenzo playing Lorenzo Styles has some eligibility, I'll take him too. <laughs> I don't think he does, but I'd welcome it. That'd be awesome. So he's not coming over to play wide out, which is smart because he won't see the ball. He will instead play corner, which is smart well, because they corners. need things. Yeah, so... Now you got uh, the set of brothers, Sonny and Lorenzo Jr., paired up on the defense. Right. That's nice. I think that, I mean, I don't know. We'll see what role each guy has going forward. Obviously, Sonny Styles had a bright start last year. But I think it could be worse things than having two guys who grew up with each other and have probably a good amount of understanding and communication with each other to be working together on a defense that needs help with things like communication. So maybe that would be a good thing. Buckeye wideout Caleb Brown is entering the portal. He was a 2022 class guy. Was he a four-star guy or a five-star guy? I don't recall. I'm sure well, he's he was one a of the top other. 100 player in the country. Well, he had to be one of the so, other. Then. I mean, Probably he's, he's one of those things. But uh, he was, if memory serves, he was the first receiver in the 2022 class to get his black stripe removed last oh, summer. Okay, and so a lot of people were looking at him like, oh, could do something pretty quickly. 
But look, man, that's a talented room. And I guess after the spring, he saw that he wasn't going to get a lot of time in the slot. Buckeyes are very talented there. Maybe if he waits a year, his time will come. But the beauty of the portal for these guys is they don't have to wait a year. He can go someplace else and hopefully catch on and get some playing time this year. It wasn't going to be here. Yeah, I do think with, uh, you know, especially at Ohio State, with the way wide receivers have recently kind of gone, every year you've had the guy who breaks out, it feels like, in his sophomore year, at least the last few, right? Jackson Smith and Jigba had that with the Rose Bowl. And then last year, I know he didn't get to play as much, but his stock rose significantly throughout that 2021 season. And then everyone had big expectations for him this year, and he ended up being a first-round pick despite not playing much. Marvin Harrison Jr., huge year last year, right? And in part because, you know, JSN not on the field as much. This year, you you assume there's going to be someone who fills that void probably as a freshman or sophomore that then has another year to go after this year, who's that going to be, right? So I would think that that competition is going to be pretty fierce in that room to be that guy, the next one who's in line after Marvin Harrison Jr. presumably leaves after this season, which we all expect. Then you would think there's another guy that's going to be replacing him. It's already going to have a big year coming up in 2023 in this year. So I'm hopeful that that's what we see, that that pattern continues. And Ryan Day gets some offensive line help. That guy from San Diego State, Josh Simmons, he was in the portal, and he chose Ohio State. He was the guy last week that you called small at 6'6", Did I? And I know what you mean by that. Oh, yeah, I probably did. You that did call sense. him small. Yeah. But... Let's see him get up to 330, right? Let's sick Mickey on him this offseason well, yeah, I mean, and get him thing. up to 330. Usually guys come in here and they get a little bigger. and then. Uh, but I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe he's like 300 pounds, but he's like no body fat. He's just all pure muscle or whatever. For a lineman, maybe that's a big thing. I don't know. All I know is good. I like what I do appreciate from this offseason so far is it does feel like we're starting to see a lot more W stacked up in the recruiting and transfer portal game. Does it not? By and large? Yeah, I mean, this guy here specifically, he was a four-star guy coming out of high school. Yeah. So he wasn't a scrub. He had offers from the portal from A&M, from Florida, from Coach Prime Mm -hmm. out in Colorado. Right. He decided to come here. Now, maybe it was because, you know, coaching staff went hot and heavy for him and said, hey, man, do you watch our spring game? We need some offensive line help and consistency. You can play right away. Yeah. Come on in. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm sure every, look, not to be cynical, but every... Everything I see in the portal, everything I see when it comes to recruiting these days involves, it's a combination of a bunch of things. We probably got a coaching staff that was able to show that player where they fit in and make a compelling case that they will get an opportunity to do so and play early. Probably also that all the different collectives and things like that probably said, hey, if you come here... We've got some opportunities for you. I'm quite sure he got something. I'm saying there's all those things, right? And that's where I feel like we have to acknowledge all of college football recruiting is right now. I guess the best way to look at that for me is Ryan Day has to play that game just like every other coach does. Him and his staff have to figure that out just like everyone else does. And it seems like that's that's happening a little bit more, doesn't it? That you're seeing some of these recruits they've been wanting to get suddenly have turned and decided to go and, and come to Ohio State, I mean. Some of the Transfer portal stuff now starting to go their way too, so that that's encouraging. Well, I'm not I'm not breaking news. This is out there. Uh, our boss here, Platinum Fox, is leaving this yeah, job is. this month because he's become the president of a new NIL collective. Yep, and he's just been sharing with me some of the goings on of things and how he's 
working all the time and he's trying to get deals for people. And this is just a never ending cycle. And I mean, I already knew these coaches had no lives, oh. you know, and that they were living in the office and figuring out what's best for the team and trying to game plan all. But when you factor in, I got to get this guy an NIL deal. How, how much money can we get from this guy for this guy? They never stop. Yeah. Never. Unless you're Brian Hartline in the ATV. And even then, well, he probably was doing it from the hospital room. Right, probably so. But you know what I thought, too? Because I've always often thought, like, man, that's not a great work-life balance. But work-life balance is a thing that I think 99% of us need to have because we don't make millions of dollars doing the thing we love. Not that we don't. I like doing this. I enjoy doing this. I definitely don't make millions of dollars, but I enjoy what we do. But lots of people need work-life balance because they work a job they don't necessarily enjoy, and it doesn't give them the luxury or the lifestyle they You don't need love. millions of dollars. No, because your water is soft, <laughs> soft, baby. I'm just saying if someone said for five million dollars a year, or eight million dollars a year or nine million dollars a year, would you stay up till two o'clock in the morning? Keep it. You're watching film and texting people and checking in on things and then get up at five in the morning and six in the morning and do all that again for 18 hours. There's a lot of people who would say, yeah, I would do that. So I guess it makes sense that coaches are that way because you only have a short time to do this in your life unless you're some of these coaches end up doing it for 50 years most of them are going to do it for 10 to 15 years and then kind of be burned out nfl fans continue to be crazy details next common man and t-bone on the fan fan traffic from the meister's bar and pizza traffic center Good afternoon. Some road closures right now. The west side of I-70 eastbound between 670 and Route 315. South side of I-71 northbound to eastbound I-70. That exit ramp is blocked due to police activity in the downtown split. And Route 315 southbound to eastbound I-70. That is also blocked due to police activity from an earlier shooting from today. This traffic report is sponsored by Wendy's $3 breakfast deal. Wendy's $3 breakfast deal is your choice of bacon or sausage, egg, and Swiss croissant plus a small season potatoes for just $3. Break your morning routine and get your $3 breakfast deal today. Limited time only at participating U.S. Wendy's during breakfast hours. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Getting fatter and angrier by the minute. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Happy Monday. The segment that's not a segment. Yikes. Uh-oh. 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 What'd you do there? Uh-oh. I just had my thing there turned you go. down. I'm sorry. All right. All uh, right. That is coming up 434. Jason's beef. <laughs> At 5.34, I saw that, uh, first of all, before we continue, hmm. and shame on me, it's taken two segments to get here, but we dedicate the program today to longtime PA voice of the Buckeyes, Bob Kennedy, Yeah, that who was died over the weekend. Sad story to hear that over the weekend, but... Uh, over 20 years, been on the job, and I think, what was he supposed to do, a baseball game and just didn't show up? Yeah, that's what the, the story I read said that... They were, you know, did a wellness check and unfortunately bad, found man. it he had passed away. But yeah, if you've been to an Ohio State football game or a Buckeye basketball game in the last, or I guess it would be more mostly Ohio State football games in the last couple years. He's been the he's the guy you always hear though in the stadium announcing like you know second and ten or whatever it is that that kind of thing, and then reading the ads that you have and letting you know what's going on, how many yards were gained on the play, stuff like that. I mean, it's yeah. If you've been to an Ohio State football game, you've heard his voice in the stadium. Uh, throughout the game. So, yeah, it's a very familiar voice for a lot of people. It, it is amazing to me, and he was a he was a PA voice, but, you know, voices of teams, too. I saw that Mike Shannon, longtime Cardinal broadcaster and player, died this weekend, too. Mm. And for a lot of people, you know, kind of like Teddy was listening to Marty on the radio. 
you grow up, and a lot of these guys, you know, obviously the team, and you know, you remember the players and all that, but those voices, they're the sound of your upbringing. You know, that's the first thing you associate with your team is the local announcer. That's, oh, a, that's a big deal. Yeah, when we talk about, sometimes, you know, I'll be on the show saying things about uh, national broadcasts. You know, when you watch a national broadcast of something, and I'll say, I don't necessarily need the announcers if the game's really good. But that is in reference to the national games. Right. Where I don't have a dog in the fight. It's not my team. I'm just watching it as a person who's looking at watching some great exhibition of sports, right? It's different when it's your team. You have a big vested interest in what's going on. That familiar voice that is developed, I mean, especially when it's great. We're lucky we have Paul Keels and Jim Lachey doing football and Ron on the basketball call, Ron Stokes. Like, these are guys who really do get it and bring something to the equation. They add to the broadcast, especially that local flavor. So I can't tell you how many people they'll come up to me and they say, and I, I know what era they're from without even looking at them. When they say, hey, man, did you work with Terry Smith? I oh, say, yeah, oh, no, sure. Terry was gone by the time I got here. But for a lot of people, Terry Smith was their voice. And now for a people of a whole new generation, age bracket, they can't imagine a Buckeye football game without Big Daddy Paul Keels. Right, yeah. And I think there are people, too, that you know when you go to these games and you hear the, the person on the PA that does that, it's a different thing than doing live on the radio or on TV broadcasting because there's so much more that goes into that. But... It's a familiar voice that you hear nonetheless, and it's a voice that, for a lot of people, you you may take for granted, you don't think about it, but I guarantee you, next year at OSU football games, when you sit in the stands and oh, hear a different absolutely. voice, there absolutely. will be a lot of people going, what's this, fo- what happened? And they may not know that this occurred, but yeah, so, uh, you know, thoughts to his family and anyone, you know, who knew him, that kind of stuff, but yeah, it's uh, that's just a sad story to hear about, but we surely dedicate the program to him and his memory. All right, before we get to... Uh, NFL fans are crazy because the viewership was ridiculous again for the mm-hmm. NFL draft. I saw that uh, Aerosmith is going on a farewell tour, if we're to believe it. Well, I was going to say, I thought they've, have they not done that? Well, or? I don't know. Maybe this is, the, they say this is it. Yeah. And right. Steven Tyler's 75 and keeps going to rehab. I mean, eventually it's going to be it. Yeah, right. Well, they had, I was driving on the freeway yesterday and saw a billboard that just, what's the, uh, What's the little thing called for this tour? Do they say what the name of the tour is? Is it this is it or is it something else? Time's up or the last one or I don't know. Something like that. It says Aerosmith, the farewell tour. Or peace out. Is peace what out. That's peace what it was. Out. Yeah. So I saw their logo on a billboard and peace out. It was one of those digital billboards. And I was like, what is that? Did they, did they just retire? What is going on? And then I saw today that they announced this tour is coming. So. Well, I have the dates for the tour. Okay. And I say this because your wife's a big fan. Oh, I know. I'm already and doing me, the math in my head. Let me tell you something, buddy. The la- if you believe that this is it, oh I know, right? That this is the last tour. I know. The last show they will ever do in the United States of America will be at the shot. Are you kidding me? January twenty third, they will be at the shot. They have one more show on this tour. It's in Montreal <laughs> after that. But this is the second to last show ever, and the last one in the United States here in Columbus at the shot, January twenty third. Oh, when reached for comment, Stephen Tyler said. <laughs> Yeah, when your wife said, here's $3 million. When Reese for comment, my wife said, what's the credit card number you need? And where do I put it Oh, she's going, baby. And there's a link on here. It says ticks, and then it says VIP. Oh, gosh. And you know your wife's clicking on the VIP. You're you're buying two cars in a weekend and selling water softeners. (laughs) Whatever. 
Dude, <laughs> you know what I did? You know what I did over the weekend? One of the things I did was I went to a concert down in Cincinnati, and it was a bunch of metal bands. I had a great time down there. August Burns Red, if you've heard of that band, it was a tremendous show if you like that kind of music. But I think I paid 35, 40 bucks oh, for this she, ticket. She's not paying that. No, I'm just saying. I mean, it was just such a refreshing because there's bands I want to go see too. Like Paramore's coming to town. Totally different thing than what I saw last night. I like Paramore. My kids like Paramore. Great band. Went to look at tickets. I think Get in the Door, Nosebleed at Nationwide or the Shot, wherever they're coming, was like 70 bucks. And I'm like, well, that. And then sit on the floor, it's over 150 bucks or something crazy. And I just, I, it was nice to go to a concert where I was actually, I, I jokingly tweeted out, got tickets to see Taylor Swift on the floor, hashtag blessed. And I had a few people going, where was this concert? It's like, no, I wasn't at Taylor. I'm joking. Like, I was on floor seats because there's just, that's all there is, is a floor. There's no, there was nowhere else to be but the floor of this venue. And I paid 40 bucks or whatever to go in and see well, the band. It was I'm, great. I'm telling Mrs. Smith, tickets go on Mrs. sale. Cinco de Mayo at 10 a.m. Please. It's Mama Bone. Come on. She's Mrs. Smith. Oh, oh it's wow. It's Mr. and Mrs. Smith. The you guys are erotic spies. That's right. We are. Don't blow my cover. All right. Uh, NFL fans are crazy. We'll do it next. I promise. What else do I have? Oh, the NHL needs to grow some balls. I'll tell you why. And Teddy's going to sell you things. Not next Soon, segment. Not next right? segment. Not for a while. But Just four o'clock hour. Yeah. Dude, so I got a lot of people closer. hitting yes, up the burner yes. phone. They are planning their day. Around They're hearing ready you for it. and your live commercial. Getting excited, yeah. yeah. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident blocking the left lane of the east side of I-70 eastbound between Miller and Alum Creek Drive. Emergency crews are on scene trying to get things cleaned up. Please be very careful over here. You'll also find a disabled semi blocking the left lane of Route 315 southbound between 5th Avenue and 3rd Street. Plan on some stop-and-go delays. This traffic report is sponsored by Taco Bell. OMG. Hot and crisp nacho fries are back at Taco Bell. But they won't be here forever. Yeah, hot and crisp fries covered in bold Mexican spices with a side of nacho cheese sauce are only here for a limited time. At participating U.S. Taco Bell locations for a limited time only while supplies last. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Barely famous. Incredibly stupid. Back to Man and Bone. Happy Monday. So glad you've tuned in. Three hours a day, every single day. Do it! Or rot in all eternity. Yeah. In Hades, whatever you prefer. Well, you know, the podcast could come in handy for you because later this hour, we have a story that involves science mm-hmm. that is one of the best science stories we've ever had on the show. I mean, I, I think so. I don't know how you feel about it. It's, I a, feel, it's a real story. It's a real story that I feel like when we say it, you will say, there's no way this is real. You've made this up. And I can assure you, I triple checked. It is it is a real story mm-hmm. that we're doing later on the show. So I think it'd be great if you just did away with all your responsibilities for the rest of this afternoon and listened for this entire hour. But if for some reason that's impossible for you, I mean, I would I would say really think about your decisions. But if it is, the podcast is there. You yes. can go back and listen to it later and find out what it is that we talk about in the future, later, when it's in the past, if that makes I'm, any I'm sense. I'm very confused. Okay. Get it wherever you get your podcast. It is sponsored by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. Bone, new ratings records for the NFL draft. Yeah, they are up 11% this year. Uh, first round TV audience was up 11, 11% to 11.4 million viewers. Uh, this is over up 11% from the year prior to that. And this is combining all the networks, right? Yeah, this is uh, adding an ESPN, ESPN Deportes, ABC, and NFL Network, and various digital channels. 
The league said it drew a total unduplicated audience of 34.2 million people, up 2% from last year. That is for the total NFL draft, meaning at some point during the draft, whether it was the first round or the sixth round or you know seventh round, someone tuned in for any amount of time. How do they know it's unduplicated? Well, what they're saying is they, I mean, they can tell when it I comes guess. to TV. Well, how do they know that anybody watched in the first place? Who they knows? know they know someone turned a TV on. It's all so, a scam. Okay. Anyway, what they're saying is they had a pretty decent audience. It was up 2% from last year in the total unduplicated audience. Uh, one of the things they are saying probably factored into this was the amount of quarterbacks taken. Some are reading this as probably the quarterback draft and the quarterback prospects here led to people watching. The drama, certainly, I would guess, of a Will Levis, you know, not getting drafted as high as some people thought he would, that probably led to it just because they were showing this guy every five minutes. And now was it he was the quarterbacks, it though, or was it the movement? Because I know they also set a record for trades. Teams well, set a record for the amount of trades. Teams did, and I want to say the Texans did. I thought I saw a number that the Texans did over 40 trades over the weekend. The Texans? I believe that was the team they said. Aren't they the ones that set the record? Or maybe they just had the most of all the trades yeah, out there. there's but, no way they individually well, I, then I, then had I, 40 trades. I, I couldn't imagine how they could possibly who's, do that. Who's to be making trading. the trades? Frank Thomas? <laughs> well, if you watch draft day, I think they made 40 trades in like three minutes no, in draft day. they didn't make 40 trades. Okay, fine. But there were a lot of trades, to your point. Uh, they also believe that it's up last year. It's up over last year because there was only one quarterback taken in the first round last year. Kenny Pickett went to the Steelers at number 20. I mean, I, I'm curious about that. I wonder if that is the only factor that played in. Um, far be it for me to know for sure why that is, but I'm guessing quarterback being like quarterbacks being available made a lot of people watch to see what their team was going to do. Because let's face it, there are a lot of fans that will casually flip into an NFL draft when they believe their team's outcomes could be affected by the draft pick. Sure, quarterbacks are the easiest way to feel like that's happening. If your team is likely to draft a quarterback and you want to find out who they're going to draft. That's that's a more compelling reason for a casual, I don't watch all the rounds of the draft, I don't sit there and watch the whole first night. Those fans would tune in to say, hey, who'd our Panthers take with the first pick? Well, now you found out, right? Texans fans, a lot of people in Houston probably saying, let's see what they actually do. Let's see if this does go C.J. Stroud. So I think that had some compelling reasons for people to watch. Uh, the NHL needs to grow some balls. Let me tell you why. So the Leafs knocked off the lightning in game six last night. They won in overtime. Joe Bowen is the radio voice of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Mm -hmm. We have talked about this before. Uh, they, they were playing the game in Tampa. Was the radio crew there? No, they were not. They were calling the, the, the game remotely from Toronto off of television monitors. It's something they implemented back in COVID. The restrictions are gone. It has nothing to do with that anymore. It's cost-cutting, which is ridiculous to me that the Toronto Maple Leafs are cutting costs like this. The Toronto Blue Jays, by the way, same owner. Yeah. Okay. Billion dollar media conglomerate has decided they can't spend 10, by the estimated cost to send the broadcast team on the road for a seven game series, not just one game, is $10,000 total. I mean, again, $10,000 total. They play 162 of them. Are we talking about baseball, right? I mean, we're talking about... No, so, no, no. Oh, no you're I'm saying talking seven about games. this series. Oh, I thought you were saying for baseball for, to go out for seven you games. You know, it doesn't okay. matter. You're right. That's you're the thing. Right. I, I said this for Major League Baseball, and especially in the playoffs like this. And the reason why I bring it up is because I forget who had the game-winning goal, but you know who else forgot? Joe Bowen. 
Joe Bowen called the game-winning goal, goal incorrectly because he did not see it properly on the monitor. Yeah. He wasn't there. He said if they were there, the call would have been different. So you have the game-winning goal call affected because you've got your play-by-play guys sitting in a studio in Toronto calling the game off of monitors. That is ridiculous to me. And please tell me how. Tell me how Gary Bettman and the National Hockey League don't look at the Toronto Maple Leafs, their flagship franchise. Well, they they treat it like that. Where, I don't know why they where do. Where are but... the NHL corporate headquarters? Yeah, I know. They're in Toronto. They're in You're Toronto. Right. Right? Everything takes place in Toronto. It's the mecca of hockey. How does the league not pick up the phone to whoever is calling the shots over there at Rogers Corp for the Leafs and say, no, 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 you're not doing that. That's the cost of doing business. Sorry. Well, you know the answer to this. I hate to, I hate to be, uh, I don't know what the word is here, just kind of a, I'm tell, I told you so kind of guy. But the reality is, the reason that Gary Bettman doesn't call him is be- or whoever is responsible, him or her, whoever's responsible, is because that likely answers to an owner, that person, and the owner is saying, this is cost-cutting, I like the ability to do this. Gary Bettman works for the owners. If all the other owners agreed that this was bad idea, bad for business, then he would be making that call. They all are basically saying, well, I don't like it necessarily, or maybe I think it's uh, cheap on his part, but I don't want anybody to tell me what to do with my team. When it comes to finances and what I need to cut costs on, maybe someday we will do that too. I understand that, but 31 teams sent their teams on their broadcast crews on the road this year. Yeah, it's one team didn't. I'm telling you, man, yes, it's, it's a bad look and stupid. I'm just, I'm saying clearly Gary Bettman, the guy has been in that position. For what, near 40 years? 30 years? 30 years. Okay. It was just last week, I think. Oh, just 30. Okay. It was the 30 year anniversary. All right. He's got to be the longest tenured. He is the longest tenured commissioner in all of pro sports. Absolutely. In the big four in this country anyway. So if he doesn't feel the need or the that he's compelled to be able to make that call, that just should tell you all you need to know. If if truly and honestly he's not having those discussions, and maybe he is and we're just not hearing about it, right? Maybe they're not making it public that they've tried multiple times to get Toronto to listen to reason on this, but... It is stupid. It is a, a very short-sighted and dumb idea not to have your play-by-play guys there. It's the entire idea of being able to get knowledge while you're there to find out what's going on, to deliver that to your audience. Did you ever see the clip that went viral a couple weeks ago of, I forget which basketball team it even was, but it was the like studio show, pregame show, was talking to one of the analysts for the game. I think it was like the, the color analyst, the former player guy. All right. He's sitting courtside, like you know they always do at the start of an NBA game. Local team will be on the court shooting around, and you'll see the voice of the team and the play-by-play or the uh, the analyst will be next to him. They'll be sitting with the lights on him on the court, and guys are shooting around behind him. On this pregame show, they asked the analyst of whatever team this was, "Hey, is so and so playing oh, tonight?" And then, and then he, and he turns yelled around over and, and said, goes, "You playing tonight? Hey, you playing tonight?" He goes, "No," and he was like, "No, he's not playing." It's like back to you. That's an that's an extreme example of it. But that is what happens when you travel with the team. You get the insight to pass on to your fans. When you don't send your play-by-play guys out there, you're basically saying, we don't care about the fans. And I think that's know, a I poor just, message. I can't, I can't get over it for the amount of money. I mean, you're talking about, with the way that, that place goes crazy mm-hmm. for hockey, they've advanced to the second round, they've won a playoff series for the first time in God knows how long, haven't won a cup in... 50 years, all of these things, you're going to have individuals plopping down $10,000 a ticket to get to Florida 
to watch their team. Oh, yeah. And yet they won't plop down $10,000 for a seven-game series to send their announcers on the road. It's ridiculous. It man. is ridiculous. No, I, and I, I mean, who knows? May, I know that it's different watching it in person. These guys are so good at watching it in person. They know how to read this better than watching it on TV. I don't know that it would have necessarily not been screwed up. Possibly could have got well, it wrong. Here's the tweet because uh, well, Joe and Bowen tweeted about this. And By the way, good for him for doing this because even if we don't know for sure if that would have been affected, you need to put the pressure on your ownership to change this. Uh, this is from Awful Announcing. After the game, Bowen responded to a fan's criticism of his game call saying that he did his best given he was watching the game on a TV monitor and not live in the arena. He tweeted, When the TV shot doesn't show the Tavares celebration until well after the fact, it's rather difficult to make the call off the TV monitor. By the initial celebration, it appeared Morgan Riley had scored my bad. Okay. that's a. I mean, I think that's a reasonable... He wasn't being over the top calling out the ownership. Which no, I'm he sure he'd like to be been. there. Yeah. You don't think so? I think he would want to be there and he'd want to be doing something that allows him to feel like he's connected to this product. I just think that's ridiculous. That's the cost of doing business. It's like you got this big expensive car and you pull it into the Jiffy Lube for an oil change. Sorry. It well, doesn't it doesn't work for your car. Dude, we we know it from this business, right? There all the time there are budgets discussed about, you know, this show or that show. What would the budget be if you wanted to do this or what you wanted to do that? When they do a budget for a radio show, they don't just budget, well, these two hosts will cost this amount and that's the number. Right. Lots of places will budget in. We need a producer. We need to pay, you know, someone to do the digital stuff. We need to pay someone to, you know, maybe there's some advertisement. If it's a new show that needs to get some whatever digital ads or print ads or whatever they want to do, like they factor all that into a first year cost of starting up a, a radio show and then say, this is the total number for the show. How can you say we have a radio broadcast? Here's the number for we're doing, you know, all these Maple Leafs games. Oh, we're not going to factor in travel? That's too expensive. That is that is like saying we're going to not factor in the cost of a studio and microphones for our radio show. How can you even bother to say it's a radio show then if you're not sending these guys out there? Well, they can share a microphone, right? Sure. You know what? In fact, yell really loud. Right. I've seen John Bon Jovi and Richie Sambora share a microphone. Oh, uh, there you go. That's right. Why do you need to? Sing Just use passionately. The one. You don't talk at the same... Mic. You're not supposed to talk at the same time, even though we do it constantly, like I just did there. I love talking at the same time. I try not to. And I, you know what I really love? When Timmy's in here, all three of us talk at the same time. And then Teddy chimes in, there's four know. people talking at the same time. Mm, yeah. And then Leanna chimes in and says, I quit. I hate this show. Can't blame her. That happens every day. All right, coming up next, Ryan Day gets himself another commit. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Every day is a new horror. You'll find a disabled semi has blocked the left lane of Route 315 southbound between 5th Avenue and 3rd Avenue. Traffic to stop and go from Ackerman Road as they work to get this clear. And keep an eye out for a disabled vehicle blocking the right lane of 670 westbound near Neal Avenue. Traffic is slow there as well. Starving Report is sponsored by InvisibleFence.com. Invisible Fence brand gives your pets the freedom to enjoy their yard and you the confidence in your decision. With a 99% success rate, a money-back performance guarantee, and financing options, you can feel confident that both your pet and your investment are protected. Visit InvisibleFence.com. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Like a sports drink, but for that part of you that's thirsty for fart jokes. Back to Man and Bone. Happy Monday. T-Bone's going to get you wet. Well, Mike, you know in our house, Connecticut is the place to go for getting our water fixed. We did it three years ago. It's what we've done to make the water taste better, to make the 
spots disappear from our dishes. All these things you take for granted when you have hard water and you say, well, it's just the way the water is. What can I do about it? Well, there's something. You can go to ConnecticutColumbus.com like we did. Get the whole home water treatment system, the K5 drinking water station. We love these things. They've made our drinking water so much more delicious. I always rave about the ice because even they they loop it into your ice maker in your fridge if you have one of those. Yeah, it's great. All the water, Connecticut water, and it is fantastic. If you want to find out the difference, check out ConnecticutColumbus.com. Schedule the water test and find out what is going on with your water. And if it is a problem and it needs fixed, Connecticut can do that for you. You got the ice? ConnecticutColumbus.com. You got the ice on the door? Yeah. Oh, it must be nice. What do you have? I don't have that. You don't have ice on the no, door? No, I got to open up the freezer. Like an animal. You don't have a little uh No, little, I don't have it. to click and click? No, I got nothing. You, you push the little lever and you get the water and no. the ice? Mm-mm. Can I tell you? Growing up, never had that. Every house I've ever had growing up, never had that. Or growing up. Since I got out of the house, every place I've lived, never had that. This is the first house where, and we didn't buy the fridge. The fridge was just there when we moved in. Has that and we love it. I was over at somebody's house this weekend. They had one of those fridges where if you knock on it, the light comes on. I'm sorry, what? They've got a clear, like, glass okay, door. That's great. And if you just knock on it, the light comes on in the fridge so you can see what's in there before you open it. Here's what I want. Eventually, we're going to get there. I want the fridge to be, because they're smart fridges now, right? They can they can know some things about you. They can know what temperature the food is and try to make it What cooler. do they know about me? Like, the smart fridge just sighs at me? Like well, every this time is what I go I'm in saying. there for more leftover pizza, they're like, and the the crisper drawer just opens up slowly and says, "Why don't you take some lettuce, fat ass?" Here's what I want: is like when I have, let's say, I don't know, we have a certain brand of cheese that we buy, mm-hmm. and when they see that the the cheese has started to dwindle and is almost empty, maybe eighty percent of the cheese has been eaten that's in the fridge. Yeah, I want that thing to then log on to whatever website and order it to be shipped. So that it. What so, if you don't want any more of that cheese, though? Well, then you just. I'm saying it could access like if you do a, a one of those online ordering things for groceries, it could just access your list. Send you an email, say, "Do you want me to order this?" Yes, I do. Fridge, and then all right, thanks. I actually just want to be able to yell things in my house. Like, well, I need to, I need to do the Alexa thing and just say, "Alexa, order this, order that." You know, yikes is coming up, and in my yikes today, I will talk about machines that can read your mind. Oh, so it's it's oh. coming for you. Uh, Ryan Day gets himself another commit. Four star, twenty twenty four running back Jordan Lyle from Fort Lauderdale. Okay, he is six feet one eighty. He is the number 27 running back in the class, number 320 overall. Uh, So he had his official visit back last month. And have a good day. You know what? (laughs) That's all I know. Here's my prediction. Heisman Trophy. Heisman Trophy? Take it to the bank? I I mean, I didn't say take it to the bank. I'm going to say bold prediction. I know nothing about this guy. Heisman Trophy. Let's go. Jordan... Lyle. That he saved that, and I swear to God, if he ends up winning the Heisman Trophy, do you know how obnoxious I will be when we You're play that audio? Obnoxious. Well, amp it up, because it'll be even more than what it already is. Who was the other guy that we had? Jordan, uh, what's his name? Hmm? Was it Jordan Hall? Jordan Hall. Jordan yeah. Hall. Last yeah. uh, Buckeye to return a kickoff for a touchdown. Is that right? Paul oh, Keels tells I, me that every week. Yeah, <laughs> Every, every week? That. He just walks in the door yes. and drops that knowledge yeah, on you? Yeah. <laughs> Ted, you almost sound like a little frustrated by that. Do you think that's... Uh, well, it's been uh, several years now, so we need somebody <laughs> else to return that kickoff. Yeah. All right. Maybe Jordan Lyle will be the guy. That'd be great. Jordan Hall, correct me if I'm wrong, Teddy, and you will. He was the guy 
who looked like he always had like nine million yards of daylight in front of him, but someone would touch his shoelace, and that was the end of that. I think so, yeah. Yeah, mm. <laughs> yeah well, that's all right. I mean, sometimes you get tripped up. It happens. He got tripped up all the time. I know. He was a good good player. Yeah. Great, yeah. And if he fantastic. could just not fall down, Heisman Trophy. Well, maybe sorry. this guy won't Jordan, fall down. Jordan Lyle has already got that locked up for, a, I'm, I'm going to say, three years from now. Because he's joining this 2024 class. Yeah, so his sophomore year. Get a Heisman, and then we'll go from there. Maybe, maybe. Heisman this year. Travion Henderson? Yes. There we go. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> what do you want? Nothing. Sure. What, there's no stakes? If I'm wrong, I'll say I'm wrong. Right, so you already said that Kyle McCord's going to be sitting there in New York, too. I didn't, so he's going to be sitting there. I said he'd be sitting there. He's I didn't sitting say. there. Right. In attendance? Like to no, cheer on no, his teammate? He's, or? he's Heisman candidate. Oh, okay, he's a Heisman Travion candidate. Henderson's going to win What about Marvin Harrison? He's not going to be sitting there? You know what? It's all, all Buckeyes. It's all Buckeyes. We're going to sweep. We're going to sweep the Heisman. Man, can you imagine that? It'd be so If it epic. was just the roulette wheel of Buckeye players for the Heisman? <laughs> Again, that'll never happen in a million years. But also, could you imagine how I'm sure everyone would say the right things, but deep down inside, every one of those three guys would be like, "I, it's got it. Please let it be me. I have oh, to of win. Of course. Like over these of other two guys. Of course they want to win. Even though they care about the other guys, they actually, you know, are on the same team. Get, get out of here. You care about them to a certain point. When Nissan is waiting out the door, ready yeah. to hand you a check. Right. Nissan doesn't bring the finalists back. They really should. No, you got to win the Heisman to be in that I know. house. Get, What's well, a Heisman house? It's not the fi- the finalist house is down the street. There's, there's like more of, <laughs> it's like a neighborhood that's down the road and there's a bunch of those neighborhoods, but there's only one Heisman house. Well, first of all, in the Heisman house, like I assume there's lots of bedrooms. Yes. But you know who's got the primary bedroom in the Heisman house with the ensuite bath? It should be Mr. The only two guy time. who's won two. Absolutely he's right. Got, he's, got, he's got the jacuzzi tub. Yeah. All the other guys are like, can I please use your jacuzzi tub? No. He's like, no, sorry. It's only for two-time Heisman Trophy winners. I got to rest my joints. Yeah, exactly right. I, hey, man, I'm, I am with you 100% that we need to not let anybody into the Heisman house who has not won the Heisman. I agree with that. Hey, the uh, Florida Panthers have blocked ticket sales to U.S. residents, or only for U.S. residents, in an effort to keep Leafs fans from attending games? Well, there's a few things here. One, I don't know that that's going to work, because I'm guessing there are Leafs fans who live in the United States. That's correct. But and there's also ticket brokers ticket who brokers don't have will to then, abide by They those will rules. then sell back. Yeah, they'll buy oh, these when tickets the, When the ticket them. brokers saw that, are you kidding? They're thrilled. If you, make, if you you're saying I don't I don't know how to spot a ticket broker. If you're just in the grocery store today and someone's walking around with a full blown erection, that's a ticket broker who's going to be getting some serious well, ducats off of this. Um, here's the thing I will say though, because a lot of people, a lot of hockey people, were blasting this, and we've talked about this when the Jackets have done this with the Penguins and you know other teams limiting it to zip codes, saying if you're not a yeah. Columbus zip code, you can't buy these tickets initially. And and at first, I think we both have kind of been frustrated by that. But I at least can tell you, I think I've changed my thoughts on this a little bit. Oh, flip-flop? Yeah. All right. I'll admit when I'm wrong or when I think I've got something wrong. What do we yell about in sports more than anything is we want these teams to give a crap about the fans, the local fans, their, their team, right? How many times have we seen a sports team do something cynically just to grab an extra buck? Or in some cases, we've seen teams move like the A's because they want more public money to build their stadium or whatever it is. They, they, all these moves tend to be motivated by just where can we get the biggest number of dollars? And here you have the Panthers who, yes, they're going to sell this game out, 
But I saw some people saying, good luck with your half-empty building on a it playoff game. It will not be half-empty. No, the Trust Panthers me. fans would come out. But I'm saying, if let's say they could limit it to only Panthers fans and exclude any Leafs fan from attending, shouldn't... What business are they in? Are they in the business of making Toronto happy or in the business of making their fan base in South Florida happy? I would think leaving the tickets open for as many of your fans to come to these home games as possible will ultimately work in their favor because that means more people who might not have been able to afford them might be able to get their hands on them. And maybe some of those people bring their kids and then those kids get to have an experience watching a hockey game and actually become fans of this team where 20 years from now they're going to the game. You're in favor of keeping the dirty Canadians out. I'm in favor of local teams saying we would like our local fans, our home fans to be at these games. And yeah, guess what? Leafs fans are crazy. But if you're defending this and you'd have to defend it, if like, let's say the Reds were playing in the World Series against the Yankees and the Reds did this, you have to say, no, let those Yankees fans in and take over the building. Why do you want that? Why? I don't think the Guardians fans wanted that when the Cubs came to town for the World Series, right? Like, shouldn't we be wanting the local teams to have their fans there? They're going to get in the building anyway. I know they're going to be there, but this is just a little roadblock to make it slightly tougher. If I am the Florida Panthers, I go on social media today and say, hey, you know what? I know people have been talking about how Toronto fans can't buy tickets. Here are two tickets for Toronto fans, and I would earmark them for their radio broadcasters. (laughs) That's great. Come on in and see us. Here's two tickets for you. Yep. You guys will be welcome. Free of charge. Free of charge. We'll put you up in a hotel even because we heard that your place won't do that. Right. Your team's too cheap to do it. We're not. Here you go. Mm -hmm. Free room and board. We want to make sure no one mistakes the goal calls when we kick your ass. (laughs) Yeah. That's right. right. (laughs) All right. Yikes is next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for a serious accident blocking the right lane of the north outer belt at 270 eastbound before Route 315. Traffic is bumper to bumper in that area. And a disabled semi still blocks the two left lanes of Route 315 southbound between 5th Avenue and 3rd Avenue. Traffic is stop and go from Ackerman Road. Might want to avoid if possible. This traffic report is sponsored by Dairy Queen. Hey, DQ fans, summer is for blizzard treat lovers. DQ has flavors like new peanut butter puffy chow and the return of the legendary fan favorite, s'mores. Hurry in. These summer blizzard treat flavors won't last long. Only at participating locations... Happy tastes good. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. Murdering brain cells one show at a time. Back to Man and Bone. All right, hide your kids, hide your wife. Panama Ted has his first ever yes. commercial read. This is for you. You know Let's what? Let's go, Ted. Yes. Turn this music down because I have some music just for the occasion. Oh, oh just boy, for Teddy's first ever. Can't wait to hear it. <laughs> Go ahead, Ted. All right. Spectrum Business believes that small businesses are the backbone of our economy and the heart of every community. With over 2 million small business customers, Spectrum Business is dedicated to keeping small businesses connected with the best value for internet, mobile, business phone, and TV services. This week, it's National Small Business Week. Oh, yeah. So Spectrum Business is offering big savings to new subscribers. Get internet and phone, and you can save up to $350 this year. That's right. Let's all show our support for local small businesses in our communities in honor of National Small Business Week. If you own a small business, see what Spectrum Business can do for you by visiting spectrum.com slash business at spectrum.com slash business. Spectrum Business. No nonsense. Just business. Is it, uh, is it about business? Yes. Spectrum Business. 
and the save the nonsense for this show. Yeah, that's right. Because they are no nonsense. They're Teddy, no nonsense. Glad they yes. advertise with Teddy, us then. That yeah. was excellent. I just want to, if you could go out of the room for a second, I just want to talk to the audience in private. <laughs> okay. You have to leave. All right. Okay. I think he's gone. Listen, if you own a small business and you small don't go business. and you don't go with Spectrum business, I am going to come personally kick your ass. Yeah. Ted did a great live read. It was terrific. Why won't you need to go with whatever he said there? By the way, it's you pro- need to promo go with code, him. promo code business. Yeah. Business. <laughs> promo code. <laughs> I sure about that, but they'll save you $350. I don't think you need a promo code. Oh, you don't need mm. one. Yeah. Even better. But you could put in like no nonsense just for the fun of it. I'm just saying I'm will, I will resort to threats. Ted, okay. Ted read the read and now it's up to you oh, to go make it. it happen. Cause Ted said it. You need to go do it. All right. Yikes time. Lots of hype about Will Levis heading into the draft. Some people believe the rumor that he was going to go number one, even though I found that to be stupid. I didn't really think he'd slide past the Colts at number four. Instead, he went number 33 to the Titans. Maybe that'll be a much better situation for him. It'll work out in the long run. But in the short term, yikes. Not just because he was sitting there in the draft room all night wondering why he bothered to show up, but because it cost him some serious money. The number four pick in the draft gets a fully guaranteed four-year deal. The number 33 pick? Nick. Yikes. The difference between the slotted salaries is quite significant, too. Last year, the number four pick got $33.45 million. Again, fully guaranteed. The 33rd pick, $9.24 million. Yikes. Again, it may work out, but not quite yet. Oh, I thought there would be a Yikes. Thank you. Business. Uh, Will so- Levis for business. <laughs> If you were watching the halftime of the Heat versus Knicks uh, playoff game over the weekend, you may have noticed that, and they do this all the time, right? They they cut away, they show the logos of the teams, and then they put the little sponsors up. And in the background, they will show what they call B-roll, which is just a news term meaning roll footage of just a stock image of the city they're talking about or the business thing they're role. discussing. Small yeah, business, business role. role. Yeah. So... They showed the city of New York. The game was in New York. They showed the city of New York. You see the Statue of Liberty. You see some of the familiar skyline. And then they showed this skyline. It featured two prominent towers. Oh, no. It had oh, the no. twin towers no. in the year 2023. Twin towers in the shot. Clearly, this footage is from over 20 years ago. I mean, how did anyone miss that that, I don't know, might be something that people would latch on to is those two buildings that are there are famous now, unfortunately, for very tragic reasons. Maybe don't put those in the broadcast next time. Yikes. All right. The Oakland A's, they got a business running there. They are having a terrible start to the season. They've only won six games and are the worst team in baseball. Yikes. Their starting pitching staff has now gone 29 games to start the season without winning a game. Yikes. That set a major league record to start the season. The all-time longest streak without recording a win by a starting pitching staff is 43 consecutive games set by Washington last season. Yikes. I remember us talking about that. Yeah. Yeah. Bad. Uh, Baseball likes it hard and fast, don't we all? But consider this. Fastball velocity was at its highest ever before the month of May, averaging 92.8 miles per hour. And there were 270 injured list stints through April, the most in 40 years. 
The increase was all with the pitchers. 180 compared to 143 last year. The Mets, your Mets, led the way with 12 (laughs) injured list stints by pitchers. So congratulations. You throw hard, and you can admire that while you ice your elbow on the shelf. Yikes. In fairness, one of those injuries we know was because of celebrations involving the World Baseball Classic. So it had nothing to do with throwing hard. But your point is I'm sure the pitch clock has something to do with it, Probably, Probably. Uh, Minnesota State Senator Cal Bear worked from home on on Monday. How did we find this out, Mike? Well, because you're allowed to, I guess, on certain measures in the Minnesota State Legislature, you're allowed to vote via Zoom. So there were colleagues of his that were dressed up like they were in person, but they were sitting clearly in their a bedroom or an office or somewhere where they were still dressed for work, just sitting at home voting on a bill. Cal Bear, Senator Cal Bear from Minnesota, Uh, His turn came to vote, and his video on Zoom popped up, and it was him laying sideways in his bed with no shirt on, and a background (laughs) of the schoolhouse rock image of the I'm just a Bill sitting on Capitol Hill. It was a photo from that as his backdrop on Zoom. Really classy. It was only up for a couple seconds. He quickly clicked off of it, but it was quick enough. Not quick enough because the internet has now grabbed it and you can see this photo everywhere and it's hilarious and it's also a big yikes for him. All right. The Padres and Giants, they just played a weekend series in Mexico City, which is over 7,000 feet above sea level. On Saturday, they had quite the slugfest. There was a total of 11 home runs as the Padres won the game 16 to 11. Yikes. Xander Bogarts, he became the first player to homer in four countries, adding to his previous drives in the U.S., Canada, and England. Yikes. The game was so crazy that the total run set for Sunday's game was set as high as 21 on the Barstool app. Yikes. Luckily, I took the under, which hit when the final score on Sunday was only 6 to 4. Yikes. Scientists have invented a language decoder that can translate a person's thoughts into text using artificial intelligence, similar to ChatGPT, reports a new study. The decoder was able to interpret the gist of stories that human subjects watched or listened to or even simply imagined using fMRI brain patterns, Mm. an achievement that essentially allows it to read people's minds with unprecedented efficacy. Efficacy? Efficacy. Efficacy. Yeah. Effervescency. It, it means it's, yeah. it fizzes in the water. That's right. Sure. While this technology is still in its early stages, scientists hope it might one day help people with neurological conditions that affect speech to clearly communicate with the outside world. Now, that would be very nice. Or the computer can know exactly what we're thinking and plot to kill us. Or government agencies can use it to spy on our thoughts and arrest us before we commit a crime like Minority Report. That's going to be real. No biggie. Sounds great. Yikes. End of the F1 race in Baku. That would be Formula One for those not uh, in, in knowledge. The TV broadcast showed one Esteban Ocon driving down the pit lane on the final lap of the race. Formula One has a rule that says you have to change tires at least once, which means you have to pit at least once. Pit. And so he decided rather than pitting during the race, he was going to pit on the very final lap. Problem was his very final lap, he was almost a complete lap down. So he was so far behind the leaders that as he was pulling down pit road, media members were rushing across the pits to get to the fence where the leader's going to drive across and win the race. They wanted to get a good shot of that. Fortunately, he still had to come down pit road where the speed limit was roughly 55 miles an hour and he narrowly avoided hitting anyone, but it was a scary situation. Don't ever do that again. Yikes. 
Tell me where you've heard this before. The Reds had a bad opening month to the season. Well, if you've been paying attention for the last eight years, you would definitely be sick of hearing that statement. That's because the Reds finished April with a 12-16 and record, marking the eighth straight year they've been below 500 after the first month of the season. Yikes. Thank you, Ted. Great mm. job, Ted. Yep. Uh, coming up next, the very true story of an ice dildaroony. Don't miss it. Yep. Vaney Bevelinen. Sure. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Just a reminder that the west side of I-70 eastbound between 670 and Route 315 that remains closed due to police activity in the downtown split. You'll also find the exit ramp is closed on the south side of I-71 northbound to eastbound I-70. And that exit ramp is closed on Route 315 southbound to eastbound I-70, also due to police activity on the downtown split. This traffic report is sponsored by Ace Hardware. Are you a team player? Ace Hardware's West Jefferson Distribution Center wants you on their team. Ace has CDL truck driver positions and is hiring right now. Ace Hardware also has excellent benefits. Its generous vacation 401k match and end of the year bonuses apply at acehardware.com. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. Picture a sports talk show, but without all those pesky sports getting in the way. Back to Man and Bone. Happy Monday. So, I came in today, looked at the burner phone. Check some emails. I got a bunch of uh, messages about a ice penis. Yep, that's right. And I said, well, they must be reading The Onion or something. Mm-hmm. And then you walk in. Yeah. And you said, let me tell you about this ice dildaroonie. <laughs> so I knew it had to be true. Well, this story is just perfectly set up for us. And actually, I got to thank Emma Watson's bottom half who tweeted us this. That's how I saw it. Emma Watson's got her own uh, gin company now. Oh, does she really? Yeah, she just started a gin. What's it called? It's called Emma Watson's bottom half. Oh, okay, good. If you drink enough gin, you'll be able to see Emma Watson's bottom half. Ah, bottom half, bottoms up. There you go. Mm-hmm. That perfect. That works. Anyway, tops off, bottoms up. There. <laughs> that's how that's how liquor works, my friend. You just take the top off and. Bottoms up. Got exactly it. right. Anyway, uh, so this is the article. This is from the CBC. So this is a real legit news this site. Is Canadian. Cana- yeah. yeah. Well, Canadian this broadcasting. Is, this is in Newfoundland. I love Newfoundland. In Canadian. Never been there. Yeah. I want to go. Yeah. So uh, photographer Ken Preddy, who lives in the town, and I'm not making this up. If you bought the Man and Bone Tour shirt last year, you know this is a real town. Dildo Newfoundland is where he lives. That's a town. That's a real town. It's the name of the town. Dildo Newfoundland, uh, Ken Preddy is a drone photographer. So he has a little drone he sends up, has a camera on, he takes pictures of things. Mm-hmm. He captured a very interesting looking iceberg that was floating in a part of Newfoundland off the coast there. Uh, and so this, this particular iceberg has a very prominent structure that protrudes from the sea. And then around that very prominent vertical structure. There are two smaller structures of ice that are round and kind of sit on either side of the giant protruding structure. Yeah. Anyway, this photo, I mean, there's multiple angles of it. You can clearly see this is not a Photoshop. Maybe Teddy can uh, tweet this out. Yeah. We, we should look that up. Just Teddy, just Google uh, ice penis. Well, 
ice penis from Dildo Newfoundland, just to make sure you get the rice one. The right one. We don't want yeah, to get the wrong one. imposter yeah. ice no, penises. No, <laughs> Uh, Ken Preddy, the uh, photographer, said, I'm getting a lot of response, a lot of reaction to the photo because of its resemblance to part of the male anatomy, shall we say. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, he noticed that his very first ph- photograph of that iceberg uh, was had some potential to go viral online. That's why he posted it. It's in Conception Bay, no less, where this photo is taken. So, 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 the, so the guy is from Dildo. His name is Pretty. His name is Pretty. He's taking a photo, photo. of a penis iceberg it's in conception conception bay. bay and if someone were to click on uh this and look at it yeah what do you think they'd say what would they say mike i don't know look at this photograph mm. uh, yeah that's just, right just for you that's very good i'm glad you did that uh it's already garnered over three thousand shares on facebook and uh, that's it three thousand well that was as of friday well, come morning. on it's let's, now friday let's go. afternoon uh, he also said that uh, the comments were, were very good. Here's a few of the comments on Facebook of this photo. One is, maybe I should call him, meaning, uh, you know, it reminded them of an ex. Hello, I've accidentally painted a, a gentleman's sausage on a storm drain. Another one said, frozen stiff. That was all about Cox. Fletcher Cox. Finally, it's melting all the time. I mean, we've got to be aware. It could go limp. Chubby time! Sure. So, uh, according to the Canadian Ice Service, their data shows that over 200 icebergs off the coast of Newfoundland alone are uh, are popping up and are, are being visible. They're phallic-shaped? But no, no, no. Just that there are over 200 of them just off this coast. But so, he's sort of much more erect. I mean, the chances of him finding an iceberg that is shaped like this are at least one in 200, because there's 200 of them on this coast, but... Probably even more of his long odds than that because they're very long odds is what I'm saying. Very Mike. long odds. Yeah. yeah. That you would be able to get a photo like this and then get that to go viral. Okay. Could use a little love right now. Mm-hmm. There they are working those balls. Mm. Uh, fa- other people noted iceberg experts said, you know, it does appear that the tip has fallen off of this iceberg, which is, again, just scientific evidence of what they've seen. So The length of, of, the, of the cocks is long. I got to tell you, this is a great photo. I honestly, if this ended up, if I go to someone's office someday and I see this photo hanging up, I'll go, that's a person who gets it. A person who is fun to be around. Not like if you go to like your, your, your money manager. Sure. And it's like, hey, I want to be able to retire. Oh, you've got that photo up. Look at you. Did you get that from Dildo? And they'll say, It's yeah. a game of inches. Ask the Cox. Ken Preddy from Dildo is where I got the photo in Newfoundland. And I'll say, of course, I know the town. Been there many a time. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Bone. You're welcome, man. Uh, The Browns are doing something that makes no sense. We'll talk about that. Plus, the state of Florida is the king of high school football. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for a serious accident blocking three lanes of the north outer belt at 270 northbound at US 33. Traffic is getting by in the left lane only. Keep an eye out for the emergency crews on scene. You'll also find a disabled semi blocking the two left lanes of Route 315 southbound between 5th Avenue and 3rd Avenue. Traffic is backed up here as well. This traffic report is sponsored by Bob Evans Restaurants. It's strawberry season down on the farm. Bob Evans' new spring menu is packed with so many fresh berry choices starting at just $6.99. It's farm fresh from the crate to your plate. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. Their collective IQ is lower than they think it. 
bar. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Happy Monday. Uh, so I'll be here tomorrow. Yeah. I'm out Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Who is with you? I believe it's it's either Jen or Timmy, but I think it's Jen. I believe it's Jen. Jen yeah. Winters. Yes, our gal. My gal. Mm-hmm. Yep, she'll be in. Also, I got to give a shout out to uh, my guy, a couple of uh, my guy and a my gal. My guy is Michael. My gal and guy are uh, Fawn and Derek, longtime listeners of the show. Fawn came out to Pancreatic Cancer Purple Stride. Me and my wife went out and did that this past weekend. We had a little team going. She signed up for the team, walked three miles with us. Michael is a listener who uh, I had not met before. But he saw me tweet this out. He lives in Cleveland, listens to the show online, drove down from Cleveland to that's, go be a part of this event. That's nice. Yeah, a really cool gesture by him. So I wanted to thank them for coming out and anybody else who uh, checked that out. But yeah, pancan.org, if you're not familiar. But did that on Saturday and then Sunday went to a metal show and had my and, face uh, melted off. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. In honor of uh, Jerry Springer, who died of pancreatic did. cancer, did you yep. throw chairs at people at the event? No, I felt like it would be better just to talk about who was really the father of certain... Well, now, that's, that's Maury now. No, but he, he did he that, did that too. too. He yeah. did that too. He kind of pioneered all the all the drama. He brought in all the like, do you know that this person has a secret? Well, let's bring him out and tell him on national TV. Here they go. I, I mean, in honor of Jerry Springer, I paid for a hooker with a personal check. <laughs> that's good. Not a government-issued personal no, check. No, well, you don't have one of those. But no. if you did, you would have used that like he did when he was the mayor of Cincinnati. And in the memo department, I just wrote prostitute. Mm-hmm. I did go to Cincinnati yesterday, so maybe I should have paid more uh, homage to him there. Mm-hmm. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Uh, what did I tease for you? Oh, the Browns have done something that uh, I don't think makes a lot of sense. You tell me if you think I'm wrong. So the Browns have announced they're going to start training camp at the Greenbrier in West Virginia. It's yes. not, not uncommon for you know teams to go off site and you know, make it a destination for fans to come. And, oh, look, I'm going on vacation. I'm in this nice, beautiful place. And I get to watch my football team and get autographs. So that's nice. But I was reading that uh, none of the practices at the Greenbrier will be open to the public. None. Yeah, they... So this is just a little bit of background on this. So they're playing in the Hall of Fame game. So they get to start a week earlier than everybody else. Well, everybody else and their opponent gets to start at the same time. But this is the practice they're doing the week that they get early. So the regular training camp schedule at Berea, I guess, will still go on. But this is the extra week of prep they get. So what they decided to do was take the team down there and have like a team building week, more or less, where they say, hey, we're all going to just stay here 24-7, kind of have like a football lock-in. Oh, I'm, I guess you know you'd what? Call I'm sure the players love that. <laughs> they love it. Am I wrong that... Is the green? I know teams have traveled to train at the Greenbrier. Like I want to say, the Saints used to yeah, do that. The Saints yes. were the first ones there. Yeah. Okay. Other right. teams have done it. Have the Steelers ever gone there? I want to I mean, say they did. It's fairly close to them, I would think, in West Virginia. But either way, I don't necessarily. I think it should be clarified that they're not necessarily banning fans from like Berea. This is they are at another location. But it still would be cool. I'm sure there's lots of fans that would have liked to travel and go watch that. There's probably Browns fans in that area that would have said, "Cool, they're coming here." Maybe we'll get to watch a practice. At least do one open practice, right? Maybe you want to if yeah. you wanna, if you want to do this lock in, you know, youth group thing you're trying to do, you keep everybody st- in right, there watching all your team building activities, yeah. all that. Just when the practices start, have 
a, like fans be in there for one practice. Just have the open practice. Let all the fans come in, and then you go back to or, your seclusion. Or don't even have the practice open. You can have the circle of trust open to the public. Mm, that's good. Where they're all just sort of falling backwards, and Deshaun Watson has to catch you with, I think, his, with his tea no, towel and erection. No thanks. No thanks. I think they should have the uh, the open mic night that they usually at these team building things. It's like, let's do a roast and let's do some comedy and let's have someone do their impressions. Let, have that open to people. Let them come in and watch that. Mm-hmm. Sure. So uh, Greenbrier, they will start up as they get ready for the Hall of Fame game. And the state of Florida is the king of high school football. I mean, we didn't need to see stats to validate this, but we have 2023 draftees by state based on where these players went to high school. The state of Florida had 34 players drafted into the NFL this weekend. 34. That is number one. Number two, the state of Texas with 30. Number three, the state of Georgia with 26. California had 21. Uh, Then it's Illinois and Michigan with 11 apiece. I was surprised to see those two so high. Me too. I was too. Uh, North Carolina had 10, Louisiana had 9, Ohio and South Carolina had the same, 8, Mississippi and Nevada had 7, Pennsylvania just had 6 with Utah. If you were to say 35 years ago oh, that Pennsylvania would have the same amount of high school football talent as the state of Utah. Well, drafted into the NFL. Right, right. drafted into the NFL. They would have said, no, I'm sorry. I, I would believe that aliens would come down and communicate with us before that would happen. Yeah. Well, Ohio State having nine. I know if you get eight or eight, I'm Ohio sorry. Ohio had eight. Yeah. yeah, but if you get like, you know, two or three more players that suddenly you're vaulted up a little bit on the list. Either way, I'm surprised that Ohio is that far behind like Florida and Texas. I know that Ohio high school football isn't maybe, number one, you just don't have as many people, right? You don't have as many people in the state of Ohio as you do in Texas, as you do in California, some of these bigger states, Florida has a high population, but still, I would think Ohio would at least be in double digits every year of like like up closer to well, twenty it, players. It, it used to be. That's what I mean. And Penn, like you said, with Pennsylvania, that's unconscionable to think that them and Utah are about the same for high school football talent. Alabama and Maryland had five. Iowa, New Jersey, and Oklahoma had four. D.C., Indiana, Missouri, New York, Virginia, Wisconsin, West Virginia had three. Arizona, Connecticut, Hawaii, Kentucky, Oregon, and Tennessee had two. Arkansas, Colorado, Idaho, Kansas, Minnesota, North Dakota, and South Dakota had one. Hmm. There's your states. I wonder if I I know some drafts you have guys who are born in other countries. I wonder if there are any countries that have done better than some of these states. Like if Germany had three guys drafted or something well, like I know, that. I know uh, Canada had a few guys. Oh, sure. Drafted. Yeah, that's right. Of course there would be. Yeah. They probably did pretty well, Canada, as an entire country well, versus a state. Pretty well, but they did something. Well, whatever. What do you want to talk about? I don't know. What did you do this weekend? I've been talking about how I went to a what did I do metal this I don't do concert. Anything. I went to looking at bourbon. I took naps both days. Oh. I did that. That's a big weekend. That's my new development. What is do you that mean? I, I'm, I'm sleeping all the time. Really? I'm tired when I wake up. Like this morning, I got up. Got breakfast ready, got the kid off to school, went and sat in my chair, and had to fight falling asleep. Anytime I sit in a chair, really, I'm out. Yeah, that's... You I'm know that what? old guy. I Maybe that is an age thing, because I just recently have started doing that when it comes to having nothing... 
I've now carved out time on the weekends. I try if everyone's chill. I try to chill. I don't like flip the TV on. I try to just sit down and see what happens. And nine times out of 10, my body's like, yeah, we're going to rest and you're going to fall asleep here for a little bit. Maybe that is because I'm getting older like you are. Different generation, of course. You have much more advanced oh, yeah. sleeping disorders than I do, I'm quite sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I hope that uh, maybe you get some more naps in tonight. You're going to try to get to bed early and drink your Metamucil. <laughs> and, some more naps yeah. in tonight. Well, you take your pre-bed nap. You know, you get your nap uh-huh. in and you wake up and go to bed. That's right. That's the worst feeling. I hate uh, that. Guardians lose their weekend series in Boston. They're in the Bronx tonight. Reds take two or three in Oakland, Teddy. They're in San Diego tonight. Yeah, they almost had the sweep there. You know? Ever since I declared oh. the season over, all they've done is win. Yeah, it's still over, but at least they're showing improvement, even though it's still over. Let me tell you what's over, buddy. What's that? What? Now, they came back to win yesterday, like a miraculous win in front of seven people that were still at the ballpark. But my Chicago White Sox, complete shambles. Mm. Complete shambles. Well, we talked about them last week, how bad they've been. Well, they've, and they've gotten worse since then. Just complete shambles. I mean, I, I was watching some of the games on TV because I'm I'm that fan that roots for the other team. When my team is bad, I want to bury them. Mm-hmm. All right, I right. want to make sure that everybody associated with my team is fired. I know that's foreign to a lot of Blue Jacket fans, but well, I want if things are bad, I want them to not be bad, and I want the people responsible for the bad to be fired. Yeah, I find that that's it. Seems like that's more of a baseball thing because I feel like, I mean, being a Mets fan, but not being a you know, I don't live and die with the team every single day. I'm not in New York. I'm not watching these games as intently as I would like to. But I know driving around in New York when I've been there, I mean, every day it is just a mass of people arguing about the team. And Yankees fans, too, do the same thing in New York. Chicago, I assume that happens a lot with a lot of White Sox fans. Is that just more of a baseball fan thing in these these older markets where they've had just... Years and years and years of these historic franchises? You've done that. Well, it's a very special situation. You know, right now you have an owner with the Mets that is pissing off other owners because he's spending so much money trying to win. And then that team is not playing up to the contracts they're signing, but that's another issue. I have an owner that's never signed anybody to a $100 million contract, acts like he's in a small market, even though he's in market number three, never puts money into the product like he should. But it's gotten so bad now that there are banners being held up at the stadium and chants breaking out by thousands of people during these games just going, sell the team, sell the team, fans with bags on their head. White Sox fans are crazy. These are the same people that jump on the field and stab people. Well, I do not advocate this. One guy did that. No. Two guys. Okay, okay, two guys. Father and son, though. No, it was two separate incidents, like a month apart. There were? Yes. They stabbed Tom Gamboa, who was the first base coach of the Kansas City Royals, and then like a month later, someone ran on the field and attacked an umpire. Good night. That was one month. Well, okay. That was a bad month. Let's just put it that way. That was bad. It's a a bad month now, (laughs) too, buddy. I'm just saying, watch out. Yeah, watch out for By stabbings. By the way, the, I remember the name of the guy. Tom Gamboa, you no, said. No, the, the guy who stabbed him. Oh. Ricky Quick. <laughs> that was the name of the That's, hillbilly father. Let me tell you about right now. If it's like, hey, what's your name? It's like, ah, hey, it's Ricky Quick. It's Ricky Quick. It's like, yeah, you're going to stab somebody or I don't know. However you think Ricky Quick, who lives in a trailer park, would look, that's how he looked. <laughs> Ricky Quick. I'm picturing mullet and glasses. Oh, absolutely. Yep. With a little thing on the earpieces to keep them from I'm just falling saying, off. It's going to get bad. It's going to get bad in Oakland this year. 
you know, for the 500 people that show up to those games. Yeah. Because they're pissed off. Their team's probably going to head out the door, and it's going to get bad in Chicago. Oh, you I've watch. seen the Oakland fans have a group of, they've actually, I've seen a few of them referencing, hey, the crew stopped their thing from happening. Maybe we can stop ours. But I, I mean, I don't know if that's likely to happen. It's the A's. It's going to take a little yeah, bit you more know, mojo. You got to take the fangs out. Well, you got to go what, after them. What a lot of the uh, that group I've seen is doing is they're organizing like, you know, hey, let's all get together and just talk and let's figure some things out. What can we do? But they're all saying, don't go to the games. Let's go during the game and meet in a parking lot somewhere in Oakland where we don't have to give them a dime of our money. And then let's figure out what we can do next. And let's hold up signs. Let's invite the media. Anything we can do to like basically protest their baseball team, but not at the stadium because they don't want to park near there and give them any money. They're they're already starting to do that type of thing. I don't know if it'll grow enough to stop this from happening, but they've got time. They've got a few years before anything's supposed to really happen with the Las Vegas move, so maybe they can. Michigan State is looking for answers on offense. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for that disabled semi still blocking the two left lanes of Route 315 southbound between 5th Avenue and 3rd Avenue. Traffic is still stop and go as they work to get around this. You'll also find a crash on 670 westbound before Route 315 blocking the left side. Keep an eye out for the police on scene. This traffic report is sponsored by Ohio Laborers and Ohio Lessett. Ohio Laborers would like to congratulate member of the week Arnold McCartney, Laborers Local 1015 Canton. Arnold is a 29-year member working with Buckner Company. Build Ohio right, build it union. On the NRA with fans. And traffic. And from every dime a dog night in the Midwest. Because he's fat. Here's man and bone. Happy Monday. Jason's beef is coming up in mere moments. You know, people have been tuning in today, telling their friends that this show has reached a new level. Mm-hmm. Because not only do do I sell you things and T-Bone sells you things. Yep. Today, Panama Ted. Is selling you things. You got another one, Teddy? I do, yeah. We've hit the big time here. Spectrum Business. They believe that small businesses are the backbone of our economy and the heart of every community. With over 2 million small business customers, Spectrum Business is dedicated to keeping small businesses connected with the best value for internet, mobile, business phone, and TV services. This week, it's National Small Business Week. So Spectrum Business is offering big savings to new subscribers. Get internet and phone, and you can save up to $350 this year. That's right. That's a big savings. Hey, let's show all of our support for local small businesses in our communities in honor of National Small Business Week. If you own a small business, see what Spectrum Business can do for you. Visit Spectrum.com slash business. That's Spectrum.com slash business. Spectrum Business. No nonsense. Just business. No nonsense. No nonsense. I don't. I don't have any nonsense. No. I don't think there's any nonsense. No here. sense at all. There's no nonsense. nonsense. No sense. Yep. That'll be the last read I have. Uh, By the way, you got any, two of just, them. In. Just on the word uh, sense <laughs> right. for a second. Nonsense means like that, right? Goofing around. Yes. But if you said something was senseless, that's usually like a news story. Like there was a senseless act of violence. But shouldn't they mean the same thing? Like senseless and nonsense. There's no sense to it. I would say that that should be called senseless stupidity, but that sounds like something that's more dangerous when someone says senseless. It's always followed by violence or, I don't know. I don't like the English language sometimes, Mike, and this is one of those times. I've blocked you out. I'm not even listening. I know, because you have no sense at all. That's just, that, that sounded 
painful. Intense. Hey, on this date, 1923, the L.A. Memorial Coliseum completed its construction. Okay. Okay. I'm just saying 1923. That's 100 years ago. It's 100 years. Yeah. It's 100, and it's still kicking. Get in line. Still there. You know what I know? Still kicking. If this were Nashville, it'd be rubble five times. They'd knock it over. Yeah. Uh, That's really cool for the L.A. Coliseum to see them come in second place to the shoe. Well, yes. The, I mean, that's that's a way younger stadium, in my opinion. What a what a little copycat stadium that is compared to Ohio Stadium. Has the shoe hosted the Olympic Games? No. Just give us a chance. That's all we want is I a chance. I don't want the Olympics. That's all we here. want is a chance. I forget it was like fifteen years ago or something. We had one of these dumb phone in topics. I don't know I how we got dumb. F- I didn't know where we were going there. Okay, dumb. I don't know phone how we topic. even got on this conversation. Mm-hmm. If Columbus were eligible or. You know, was vying for the Olympics. Would you want the Olympics here? No. Well, everybody was calling in like, yeah, I love it. Would you love the eight years of construction? Right. All all over the entire city, every roadway ripped up for eight years as they got ready for the Olympics. Get the hell out of here. I don't want that. No, I'm with you. I've said this for many years on the Olympics thing. They should have a dedicated plot of land for the winter and summer games. And that just becomes the spot where you go. Like, why do we have to have... This year it's in China. Next year, you know, winter Olympics. You know why they have to have it because that's how the IOC makes money. Yeah, but they take money from these countries. I know, but that's right. What I'm saying is, doesn't Augusta make a lot of money with the Masters? Don't they do pretty good business over there? Not as much as they should. I'm just pointing out buck fifty pimento cheese sandwiches. Imagine if you were to do that and have a hundred years of the Olympics. At some point, people would say, "Wow, let's go there." You know why? Because in that stadium, this thing happened, that thing happened, this thing happened. It's the Olympics. That's a no-brainer. Let's plan our vacations around. And you can always plan them and say, we're going to the Olympic Village. No, the Olympics aren't this year, but I just want to see it. My my kid is a, you know, he's in track. He wants to go run on the Olympic track. Cool. Cost you 50 bucks or whatever. You let him do it. That'd be a way to make money. That'll be fine. Thanks, Bo. I think they have to do that. Hey, Michigan State uh, has to figure out what they want to do on offense. So last season, bad. Mel Tucker, their head coach, making a lot of money. Their starting quarterback last season was Peyton Thorne, which I had forgotten. Did you remember that? No. He's been the starter the past two seasons. Didn't remember that? Uh, well, he's in the portal. Oh, that's too bad. After the spring. He was competing for the job with, uh, who, who else is there? Some other jabron. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. He was competing for the job. He has not been told he hasn't won the job yet. At least we don't think he has. But he said, well, screw this. I'm leaving. He's entered the portal. So has Keon Coleman, who led the team in all major receiving categories last season. Oh, that's bad. After spring, they have both their starting quarterback from last season and their best uh, wide receiver from last season. They have entered the portal. Jeez. I would I would guess that's not going to bode well for your offensive prowess this season. Prowess. But what do I know? Maybe they will have uh, new recruits that will turn things around for him, Mike. But seeing guys like that who are some of your, you know, key pieces on that offense, I mean, I maybe they'll replace them and it will be so much better. But I I tend to doubt it. Uh, Michigan State also lost its second leading wide receiver, Jaden Reed, to the NFL. He was drafted in the second round by the Packers on Friday. Let him live. Well, going to be a lot they'll have to replace, Mike, and uh, I hope that they are terrible and don't win anything other than when they play meat chicken. I hope they beat them. And Michigan only, State was 5-7 and seven last year. The only reason I want them to beat meat chicken is because I want Michigan to lose every game. Because I don't know if you're aware of this, 
It doesn't matter if they're undefeated I or completely been defeated. Saying this for years, Bone is rooting for Michigan because it makes Ohio State better garbage. No. Buckeyes won a national championship and Michigan was a laughing stock. You know what makes Ohio State better? Being better than all these teams. That's that's it. Just be better than them. Yeah. And if Michigan teams is, you should be. If Michigan is great and they're eleven and zero coming in this game or whatever, then cool. Be better than that. And if they're not, then beat them anyway by a hundred. If they're that awful, why would that be a bad thing? Uh, Warriors beat the Kings in Game Seven yesterday. Oh, that was I know that upset you disgusting. very much. I mean, uh, look, the, fifty points for uh, Steph Curry, dude. My he guy. was he was going off. He was unreal. What was frustrating is I'm watching this game. We had stopped on our little uh, tour of Cincinnati. We were going down for this concert. We stopped in at the, uh, and I get nothing for telling you this, stopped in at the Rheingeist uh, Brewery down there. Very nice place. Nice place to go and just hang out, get a beer if you're into that sort of thing. T-Bone here for Rheingeist. No, but they had uh, they had the, the game on and we're watching it. And it was towards the end of the third quarter. And they are, Kings are down by like seven or eight points. They're trying to, you know, chip back in and get yeah. to that. Get that down to maybe like five points by the end of the third quarter. And then Clay Thompson hit a three, got a little and one foul where he landed. The guy kind of stuck his foot under where Clay was landing, and they call that a foul now. So he got this four point play. They extended the lead. And I thought right there, I was like, this is it. They got back to double digits before the fourth quarter basically started. I thought this is over. And then right out of the gate, fourth quarter, the Warriors go on a little run, and it's a 20-point deficit for the Kings, and their whole fan base was decimated. Just felt so bad for them after they had the big lead in this series, and then they lost it all. And they, that's a team that, what, hasn't won a playoff series, I want to say, since 2002? So well, they hadn't made the playoffs. Hadn't made the playoffs forever. since then. Yeah, I think they'd made it one other time since then, but they lost immediately. And this one, it looked like, all right, they were going to get out of this round and move on, but not so much. That's... Frustrating. So now you get Lakers-Warriors again, which we've only seen LeBron go up against this core of the Warriors like 37 times, so we're going to get to see that again. Jason's Beef with the Hall of Famer Jason Stark. Beef. Beef. Coming up next, Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident blocking three lanes of the north outer belt to 270 northbound at US 33. Traffic is bumper to bumper from Cemetery Road. Traffic is getting by in the left lane only. Keep an eye out for the emergency crews on scene. You'll also find a disabled semi still blocking the two left lanes of Route 315 southbound between 5th Avenue and 3rd Avenue. Traffic is slow there as well. This traffic report is sponsored by Ohio 811. Contact Ohio 811 at least 48 hours before you dig, and Ohio811.org will notify the utilities to mark underground lines. It's easy to do, and it's a law. Dominion Energy of Ohio, Centerpoint Energy, Duke Energy, and Columbia Gas remind you to know what's below. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. Hey. He likes baseball. He likes solar eclipses. He likes Shohei Otani. But he loves roast beef sandwiches. It's time for Jason's Beef with everyone's favorite baseball writer, podcaster, author, and former mustache owner, Jason Stark. Sponsored by Logan AC and Heat Services. Don't go through another air conditioner breakdown. For fast, friendly service, call the experts at Logan Services now for a free estimate and next day air installation. It's time for the Hall of Famer, Jason Stark, on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. Hello, Jason. Mike, how are you, sir? Oh, happy Carlos May Day. It is the first day of May. <laughs> we have gotten through April, and one thing we know is that the Rays and the Pirates will be playing for the World Series. So that's the end of that. 
Yeah, just as we all saw it coming. That's right. <laughs> Baseball's amazing, isn't it? It's amazing. Um, I, you know, I can I could say that I kind of saw the Rays coming. I don't know if I saw this, but to say that I saw the Pirates at twenty and nine. Here, here's how excited I was about the Pirates this spring. I never went to see them, and I was staying like an hour away why, from Bradenton. Why, why would you? I mean, I don't, I don't think anybody would. Now, let me ask you, though, because they're 11 games over 500. Yeah. We've seen teams get off to starts like this before, and they eventually come back down to earth. Do you think the Pirates are for real? I, I don't think they're for real as this. You, you know, they've got better players. That's a really good formula for uh, playing better. But let, let's think about this. They are leading the major leagues in quality starts. Did you see that coming? Really? They had one this time last year. One. And they finished 28th in the big leagues. And then they added Vince Velasquez, noted heartbreaker, and Rich Hill, 43 years old. So I'll say this again. Baseball is amazing. Maybe more teams need a Pikachu award for their pitcher of the game like the Pirates have, Jason, because that seems to be motivating their pitchers to get better starts. They've also got, yeah, a, a, take. <laughs> they've got a home run sword. <laughs> they've got a home run jacket. I saw the, the Braves got dinged for their home run hat, the oversized hat that New Era had a problem with. I mean, I know, again, you seem like someone who has a lot of fun with the game and you enjoy baseball, but you've also been around the game for a very long time. Have you... Any thoughts on these celebrations with home runs? Do you like the dugout celebrations? Personally, I don't mind them. I, I just wonder, like, what is it inside baseball? Do a lot of people seem to embrace this? Clearly the players do. <laughs> you know, I, I like it a lot better than, than throwing Gatorade on, on every, every hero after every game. <laughs> right. Um, like, I mean, do I love every single one of them? I can't say I love every single one of them, but I'm a big fan of personality. I'm a big fan of baseball encouraging players to show their personality. It took, uh, you know, like 120 years for let the kids play. Now that we let that happen, uh, I'm really all in favor of players having legitimate, realistic, genuine fun. Jason Stark with Jason's Beef here on The Fan. So I feel like we've done this like three times, but after a week I've said, hey, how about the pitch clock after a week? After two weeks, it's how about the pitch clock after two weeks? Well, now we've seen a month (laughs) of baseball. So how about the pitch clock after a month? I mean, all the metrics say this is working well. Is Major League Baseball pleased? They're pleased. They are. You know what we have killed, Mike? We have killed the three-and-a-half-hour game. Yeah. Um, it's amazing. You know how many three-and-a-half-hour games we've had this year? Nine in the games? You want to take a guess? No idea. Uh, two? Uh, we've had two. One was on opening day, that 11-10 Cardinals-Blue Jays game. Then we went a month without one. Without one. And then we had that Mexico City, uh, whatever that was, the other day with 11 homers. And that was the second. That's it. That's the entire season. How many have there been last year this time? Like 50? And I was at a game last week that went two hours and four minutes and tweeted about it. And people were tweeting back at me like, you act like this is a good thing. Uh, why would we want to spend less time at the ballpark? Okay, I feel your pain, but here's the thing. Last year, a one nothing game that took three hours and 42 minutes was a real thing. 
And this year, that's impossible because the game moves. There's a, the games have a rhythm now. I understand this isn't perfect, but it's just such uh, an improved entertainment product. Am I missing something? No, I don't think so. I, I like watching the games at a faster pace, too. It feels more like baseball used to feel. I Let me ask you this, though, because you have plenty of people in baseball who seem to be positive on it. Do you find a consensus among pitchers enjoying it? Or I would think if any group was going to not like it, it would be the pitchers who are affected most by the pitch clock. Well, I mean, there there, there have been more violations on hitters than pitchers, so I don't know what that tells us exactly. It, um I, I hear grumbling from both. Uh, I'll say that. Um, you know, I talked to Julio Rodriguez the other day, and he's really struggling with it. Um, like especially those innings where he's got to run in from center field and uh, grab a bat and lead off the next inning. And uh, it, these guys are being told by their mental skills coaches slow the game down, and they have a hard time with it. But pitchers too. Um, pitchers. A lot of them are leaning into this and learning that they can control the the, the pace of an at-bat, and they like that. But there are times the same thing happens to them where they can't slow the game down. I, I had a, a pitcher say to me, you know, I could make the games last four hours. I could just ask for a new ball every time I get one. I, you know, I could I could claim there's a problem with the pitch com every, every other pitch. Um, I, I, I mean, my reaction was, no, I don't think they'd let you do that. But we're talking about human beings trying to make an adjustment and reprogram their brains and reprogram routines and habits that they've, they've done forever. And so I do sympathize, but the, the violations just keep dropping and dropping and dropping every week. And it tells you everybody's figuring it out because what choice do they have? Jason's beef with the Hall of Famer Jason Stark here on The Fan. Uh, I'm a big fan of, of what we're seeing in terms of pace of play. I have talked to you about this. I am not a fan, and I never will be, of the Ghost Runner. And I know that you know the appetite is there to keep it. But if they have, if we get to the end of the season and we have hard data for the entire season that we've knocked 27 minutes or whatever it is off of a game time, do you think they would think about getting rid of the Ghost Runner and going back to regular baseball? Yeah, you know, I uh, I asked some people in MLB about that last week because I, I answered re- readers' questions, and that was one of the questions, and I don't see any chance of that. I honestly don't. You know who likes the extra inning rule, the zombie runners? Uh, managers, players, front offices, and the league. I think that about covers it. And, you know, the... You know, players like it because after every 16-inning game, three of them have to get sent out so they can get fresh bodies in. And uh, front offices and managers like it for the same reason. They don't, you know, if they play a 16-hour game, um, they don't have to send that guy down or just do six shutout innings to get him to the 16th inning because they, he has an option left. And they don't, they don't have to get on a plane and travel at 4 in the morning and land at 11 in the morning. There's... You know, there's just so many practical reasons for it. Here's the entertainment reason for it. Uh, Somebody made the point to me early on that baseball used to have the least interesting overtime in sports, and that is no longer true. There's action, there's strategy, there's 
there's drama from the first pitch of extra innings now because of that zombie runner. And I know some weird, weird stuff happens. It does. But uh, I think in general, like I've totally come around to this. And Mike, I'm sorry you really haven't seen the light. I didn't know that you had come around to it. Is this a new development? No, you know, I, I, I was resisting. I, I didn't like the concept of it before it happened. And then as soon as it did happen, uh, I understood all the reasons for it. And plus, I write a strange but true Feats of the Year column. You know how, many, how much material I get out of this? A lot. I do. Yeah. <laughs> the, 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 you know, the lead-off, two-run, walk-off, lead-flipping home run, that's good. You know, Sean Murphy, his first home run ever for the Braves was a two-run lead-flipping homer that led off an extra inning. That, you know, that's a thing that nobody had ever done before. wonder why. Uh, hey, next week, because yeah. we fell down a rabbit hole on this show last week just doing Tony Gwynn stats, and I know that you are obsessed with Tony Gwynn stats like I am. We need to do some mind-blowing Tony Gwynn stuff next week. That, that's my That's my homework. That's your homework. I mean, it's not your homework. You wrote articles about it. Just go dig up your articles. <laughs> I, I did. It's been a while. That's so funny. I could probably dig them up for yeah, you. Jason, you want. go read your articles you wrote 17 years ago and bring those back. That's not hard. Just thumb through all your files and pull out all the Tony Should, should we not be files. talking about one of the greatest hitters of all time? What are we doing? Yeah, my, on my list of homework assignments that you have given me, this is way up there with you. All right, well, you know what? I'll give you one, which I'm sure you already knew, but maybe you've forgotten it. I'll give you one. Uh, Willie Mays, pretty good, right? Th I heard that, yeah. 301 lifetime hitter. Tony Gwynn, 302 with two strikes. How about, <laughs> how about that? It's incredible. That's good one. Did I write that one? No, you didn't write it. <laughs> He probably did, and he just didn't know it. That's fine. Right. Yeah, let's let's go with Mike. Just came up with it next next week. Okay. All right, remind me, but yeah, look forward to it. All right, thank you, buddy. See you, Mike. Jason's beef with our guy Jason Stark on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. Back page coming up. Common Man and T Bone on the fan. Fan traffic from the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident on westbound 670 before Route 315 blocking the left side. Keep an eye out for the police on scene. An accident has cleared from the north side of I-71 southbound after 670. All lanes have reopened in that area. And now watching an accident on North Broadway near Olentangy River Road. Traffic is slow over there. This traffic report is sponsored by Staples Stores. Right now during Staples Free Tech Take Back, rewards members get $10 back and Staples rewards when they recycle their tech. Ends June 3rd. Limit one reward per month. Exclusions apply. Visit staples.com slash recycling for details. Cut the cord on your old tech and recycle it at Staples. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. Buckeye Show coming up at the top of the hour. The fine host of the Buckeye Show, your friend and mine, Timmy Hall. Hello, Timmy. Oh, you guys. Hello. So Happy we, Monday. We just have a little bit of a situation. We mm -hmm. had a very interesting last few minutes here in the studio. We were uh, we were talking this hour about Michigan State and their quarterback transferring out and their top wide receiver transferring out and how Mel Tucker's making Bank. $95 million and it looks like everything's collapsing in East Lansing. And Teddy said during that last commercial break that the phone rang in the studio on our little uh, like hotline. This isn't number. even a number that most... Ted, this isn't a number that like 
Rimmer would call or or when you were talking to Jason Stark just there, that's not that number. This is no, a totally yeah. different number from that. It doesn't go on the air. It's a completely different phone number that very few people would have. Yeah, well, it used to be a uh, like a main hotline number probably at least 10, 15 years ago, wow. I okay. would say, was when it was the main line. But since then, it's just mainly used for people that work with us yeah. here. You know, Like, say, right. Skip Mossick might call so, me up So the bat phone rang in there. You picked it up. Please tell the people about the conversation you just had. Well, I looked at the uh, the caller ID on it and it said uh, Melvin Tucker on the phone. And, and I didn't even know what, I was like, I don't know what this is. Maybe it's just an affiliate calling in, asking a question about something sure. or possibly just a wrong number. So I answered it and he's like, yeah, I'm trying to reach uh, Kirk. And I, it kind of stunned me for a second because I'm trying to think, Kirk, Kirk. And I'm hey! like... And then hey, I'm like, you know who I am, damn it! I said Mel, Mel, <laughs> Mel Tucker. I was like, I bet he just was trying to reach Kirk, and he had in this, you know, this number and his phone from years ago, and he dialed the office line instead of like his cell phone, and accidentally called us. So Mel so I got Tucker, to talk to him. Mel Tucker called asking for Kirk yeah, Herbstreet. Very nice guy. Instead, talked to Panama Ted. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll tell you this: if uh, I don't know where uh, Herbie's loyalties lie these days, but. Mel Tucker calls you up and maybe he's asking for some info on a recruit or he's asking for some knowledge on something. I hope Kirk Herbstreet, being the Buckeye he's supposed to be, gave him big old stiff arms and said, I'm sorry, Big Ten opponent. I don't I think mean, he was calling about. I probably uh, probably about Peyton Thorne, Keon Coleman, maybe. Yeah. How about that? You know any quarterbacks that could fill the void here? <laughs> Got a couple of wide receivers hit the portal. You know anything about wide receivers who I could grab? He you had anything. Yeah, what would that have been? Like, it, it probably. How I mean, would he again, have not had his cell phone number or an update? He probably, contact? he it probably that did. Long? He probably just hit like hit the wrong button. Yeah, had, like two or three numbers and probably just hit the wrong one. Yeah, Kirk's name or his contact. I'm guessing guys like Mel Tucker have had the same cell phone or at least the same, same number, number. Yeah, forever. For, yeah, yeah. Two hundred years, right? You just have to you you don't want to lose that number because that's how everyone in college football talks to you. I can't imagine if you did lose the number, what you have to do about trying to get your number back to people. So. All right, so Mel Tucker is trying to get in touch with Herbie. Tad, why don't you call Herbie and see if you can make that love connection? Yeah. All right. I was asking him if, if he knew it was Small Business Week or not. <laughs> I had a deal for him. Did you him give, him, you know give him the Ted, spiel? That one doesn't count, but you should get extra credit for that okay. one. I think, they, I think the Spectrum people should be very happy that you were talking do, about Do they that. service the East Lansing, the greater Lansing area up in Michigan? I don't know. Maybe. I'll have to find out. All right. What's coming up on the Buckeye Show tonight, Timmy? Actually had Mel Tucker and Michigan State on the rundown tonight. So that's, well, he's that's not, ironic. He's not coming on, though. No, 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 he's no, no. going to no. talk we, about him. We were going to discuss this. I think the same stories that you guys went over with the transfer portal. We'll hit that in our college football pulse. Devere Posey will be in. My Big guy. heavy, yeah, your guy. Big heavy draft recap show. Of course, Paris Johnson Jr., CJ Stroud, Jackson Smith and Jigba, first round picks. Three other Buckeyes got drafted. A lot didn't get drafted. We've got on the trail, new commits, transfer portal action. A lot to talk about tonight. Buckeye Show, two big hours right here on the fan. Back page. The Back Page. The Back Page. With Common Man and T-Bone. Sponsored by Care Heating and Cooling. When you need a company you can trust, call 1-800-COOLING. Well, man, uh, you may be aware that uh, London and, of course, Great Britain are headed for a coronation of their new king. King King Charles III will be... recap coming up next week. Well, May 6th, right? So that'd be Saturday is the coronation. What happened? Um, what do you mean? What happened? The queen was here for like yeah. She popped in. She three I've, I've gotten used to it now. Tim. I, I didn't, didn't hear even, anything. Where did she go? I didn't I even draw out. a reaction from me. But just in the, in the headphones there. 
Here's a question that I found interesting. YouGov polling, which I like their sister website. It's not YouGov. Anyway, YouGov polling this month found that a majority of Brits care either not very much, 35%, or not at all, 29%, about the ceremony. While only one-third of British respondents care, quote, a great deal. A great deal is just 9%. And a fair amount, which sounds like something a British survey would say, is 24%. Do you care at all? A fair amount, sir. A fair amount. Thank you. Anyway, the uh, sentiments are even grimmer when sorted by age. 75% of 18 to 24-year-olds were in the camp of caring not very much at all. A separate online poll done by YouGov as well found that 51% of adults say the coronation should not be government-funded. So... No juice for King Charles III no, over there. They no, don't care about no, him. They don't want to know about it. They no don't really. Juice. No juice. Juice. No juice. Juice. I'm like, what? Are, what do you know? No juice. No Jews are invited. No, I don't. I would hope that's not the case. <laughs> no, there's no juice to this guy. He's got nothing. Nobody cares. Nobody wants him. They hate his guts. Well, I, don't, I don't know if they hate his. They guts. hate his guts. They hate his guts. That's what I say. All right. I hate his guts too. Britain, I'm with you. I just say down with the king, right? Isn't that what we're all chanting? Here with me, leather. Yep. And uh, in Brooklyn, apparently, a man was attacked by a peacock. A roaming peacock you, bit you a man's leg in the Bronx. Uh, police and emergency services were called, not police, fire department and emergency services called uh, to the scene at 8 p.m. This was on Friday night. Video posted showed the man trying to explain how this bird had jumped him, bit him in the leg, and then flown up into a tree. This is what our big cities have become. Yep. You can't even walk down the street without getting assaulted by a peacock. That's right. Uh, The man's quote is pretty good. He said, I thought I was bugging. Uh, The man who was only identified (laughs) as Mike said it started running up the hill to go into traffic. We had to try to keep the bird safe. We chased him all the way into the gate. I trapped him inside the gate. He got tied up in the gate and I tried to pet him and he grabbed my pants. Then the mother effer flew in the tree. (laughs) <laughs> that is the quote of the day. Thank you, man in the Bronx. Ain't nobody got time for that. Yes. <laughs> All right, Buckeye Show's next. We'll see you tomorrow. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Some heavy stop-and-go delays on the north outer belt of 270 northbound at US 33. An accident still blocking the right lane. Keep an eye out for the emergency crews on scene. You'll also find Route 315 southbound between 5th Avenue and 3rd Avenue. A disabled semi blocking the two left lanes. Traffic is stop-and-go as well. This traffic report is sponsored by Vision Zero. Speed matters when it comes to preventing fatal car crashes on Columbus streets. Even small decreases in speed can help save a life. Learn how you can do your part by visiting columbus.gov slash vision zero now. Only an array with fan traffic. It's a fan action. NBA's second round series are all set. Download the Superbook Sports app or visit Superbook.com. Start making your bets today. The Heat up a game already are minus 145 in their series against the Knicks. The Celtics 76ers. Boston's minus 500. Philadelphia 4-1. The Suns are down a game and are plus 155 to win the series against the Nuggets, who are minus 175. And the Warriors are minus 145 series favorites over the Lakers. For your Superbook action update, I'm Scotty Vegas. From the Lindsay Honda Studios. Honda makes the cars. Lindsay makes the difference. Visit lindsayhonda.com. WBNSFM HD1 Columbus. The fan.